Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Shabocast. I'm Paul. I'm Cameron. I'm Dan. Well, I've just got Dan left to say. I can't do a... <laughs> well, that's your name, so... <laughs> it is, but I wanted to do a fun joke with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> and now I got left out. Sorry. Yeah, you should be sorry. How is it that I'm the one coasting on 40 minutes of sleep, yet Paul looks like he's about to die? What? <laughs> ah. Let yeah, me you just seem, you seem to have the energy of a, of a man slowly passing away from Alzheimer's. <laughs> well, before we recorded, I was ready to punch through a wall because I was very... Oh, It like was, it was the sound. very minor things that were pissing me off. <laughs> oh, ho, 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 Teaser ahead. So, but yeah, it, it was the, it was like I went to put a coat hanger on, on a door handle and missed and almost punched the wall with it in my hand. Hmm. Well, don't do that. Um, so I was I was very annoyed. I put something in my nan's bin and it fell out three times. And is I, that a euphemism for something? No, no, it is not. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ, that's unfortunate. Oh. Uh, how how are we all this week? Annoyed. I was all right I'm until you made that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, that's normally Paul's territory to occupy. Paul's yeah. Yeah. joke. My 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 poor man <clears throat> next door watching I am ghetto the camping on Family Fortunes. That is an odd. He's man. annoying, and that's coming from someone in catering. But yeah, to be take fair, a hundred percent of the caterers I've met have been pretty annoying. Oh, we are. Uh, especially those called Cameron. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> those ones are the you worst. piece of shit. Absolute psycho. Nobody hurt. loves you. All likes you. All <laughs> loves you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot he had the deer head or whatever it is on his wall. <laughs> Cameron, just, not... Cameron just put his head down in shame, but as if he was crying to himself, and behind him emerged an animal's head hung on the wall. Is that a real? It's fake. It's a Christmas decoration. It's a reindeer head from the rain. (laughs) Okay. Put it about three years. That's even more messed up. Is it real? Well, that's the thumbnail side. No, it's got a normal. No, it's one of the other ones. Oh, Oh, you killed the other. I thought it was Branson. To be honest, it wasn't wearing a collar. I just Blitzen or or Vixen or Vixen. Um... We're on four now. (laughs) Rudolph. Is he included? Well, How many count. are there at the nine? There's nine. Seven. Rudolph is the nine. Cervix and Cupid. Cervix. Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cervix. Cervix. Well, no, I don't know what was. Um, um, and then Peter Capaldi was the last one, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and also a bit of artwork with a line on that my dad got in Kenya when he was in the army. Hmm. Nice bit of uh, Cameron's dad trivia right there. Um, <laughs> I've no the idea page. where in the world he is right now. That's what he wants you to think. <laughs> He's inside the baby. You know. He's in the studio <laughs> right now. Come on in, Cameron's dad. <laughs> I don't know why I'm in Dan's house. Studio. Get back to work and start earning money. <laughs> he's, um, he's a little bit camera shy, so he's gonna—he's just gonna stay just just off my webcam, so you won't be able to see him. 
Um, <laughs> but I will be able to like uh, pass messages between you if you want. Buy me, um, buy me. That doesn't sound like you've got someone in the studio with you. That sounds like you're doing a really bad Derek Akora. Well, they're, they're, they're just... Ooh. Oh, oh um, there's someone here. Got, a little, got a, just a little <laughs> message from him. Mary um, loves stick. Mary loves stick. Piece, I've just got a little piece of paper. He's, he's, he's written a message for you. And, um, uh, oh. Oh, no, you can't... No, you can't say that these days. <laughs> no, they, that is... Final when solution. you say you can't no. say that these days, how old or conservative do you think my dad is? Uh, <laughs> they're, 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 he's equal as any other. It, because they're not controlling the world's fine. That's <laughs> horrifically. No, I'm not. I'm not reading this. I'm not reading that out. Get can out! We, can you, we please you can... just move on. <laughs> 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 oh, that this better not get cut out. This is going to end up being <laughs> nothing gets cut out. Nothing gets cut out. Right. Remember the first episode went down from like two hours to forty minutes. <laughs> the and, rest... and the first episode <laughs> still includes a bit where we like go through some technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. Fifty nine. Oh. What was it? Forty nine or 51? it was about forty five minutes or something. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, should we just do the news? The news. Um, we all joined this call an hour and twenty minutes ago, and we're only just getting to the news. I know. <laughs> well, that's because we're efficient. What do, What do we normally do? You we normally join, and then we start recording like twenty minutes later. It's been an hour and twenty minutes, and we've been we've recorded probably ten minutes worth of. Because we're unbelievably efficient, um, <clears throat> and that's why I'm going to leave some space for the news jingle. And what a jingle that was! Wow, um, what that was flawed. <laughs> I'm not going to put the jingle in this week just to make you seem like an idiot. <laughs> I knew the moment I, the moment I said that, it's like he's not putting that jingle. There, um, increasingly becoming a recurring segment. Um, there's some more New New York Comic Con news. We know exactly what the panels are this time. Is this the new Time Lord Victoria segment? Um, this is the oh, new thing. No, ev- no, we've got some. Certainly got some Time Lord Victoria news in this. In this segment, actually, in this bit of this news, very segment, one of them is a thing. Yes, yes. So we've got the. It's called the the first one is the Doctor Who Spotlight, which is seems to be just the the regular one with Jodie Whittaker, Mandip Gip, Gil, and Bradley Walsh. Mandil which Gip. Is, Mandil Gip, which is probably going to be the one with the Revolution of the Daleks teaser. Hopefully, uh, yes. I need the more second of that. one. Is a, the second one is a. An, oh, you won't believe this! It's a Time Lord Victorious panel. My God! It's... Uh, I I was because I was worried of like. We've not heard from Time of Victorious in ages. What, what are we going to... We, we need some Time of Victorious news up in here. I tell you what, I've, there is some. Um, this is a, a making of the Time of Victorious. Great. It's got awesome. Joe Sugg in it. So well as... Uh, because they're going to the be panel. showing a bit of the Daleks exclamation mark yes. in there. Yeah, they're showing Daleks exclamation mark. A That'd be good. That. I guess. And they're yeah. basically talking about that as well, and like what characters they're playing. 
already been revealed, and what we can expect from it already been revealed. They're all playing Daleks. They're all Daleks. They're all being Apart dubbed from by Nicholas Briggs. Briggs. <laughs> He's the only human character. <laughs> Um, and then this was the most. This was the most initially intriguing, and then straight away non-intriguing at all. Um, panel, the third one, which was a Doctor Who games uh, panel host, hosted by Maze Theory, yeah, who awesome. I I think are a, some kind of development team who did. Apparently, there was a VR game, a Doctor Who VR game. Yeah. The Edge of Time, it came out about last November? Yes, November 2019. One of the best versions of the theme tune ever, and if you haven't heard it, go and search it up. Yeah, It does look very good, but I haven't played it because VR doesn't work properly with my iPhone. No, I don't think... Well, apparently that was the first of a trilogy of games. Uh, And they're going to be talking about some (laughs) more games. Some more games is what you can expect from that, I would say. And also, Osgood is on that panel for some reason. And Paul appears to have left us. More He's back. Issues. He's back. He's back. He is back. Thank God. We can't be without him. Because the one thing we need <laughs> in this episode is more technical issues. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's all the panels. There'll be three. They'll be airing on YouTube.gov. Um, .gov? Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. What's that? It it was a little joke. Oh. A little joke for you there. I'm too slow um, right now. I'm so, so I'm so tired and you know. Yeah. So that's New York Comic Con. I don't considering it's going to be on the internet and not in New York. I'm not sure what makes it New York Comic Con. Maybe everyone will be thinking about New York while it's on. It's a really nice place. I've yeah. <laughs> I've been twice. It's it's really nice. Well, it's my flatmates from uh, New York. Yeah, I went and yeah. saw wrestling at MSG, and it was brilliant. Uh, any any thoughts? Um, not really. The main Great. Doctor Who panel looks interesting. Hopefully, there'll be a bit about I, revolution. Mm. I reckon that main panel is just going to be a lot of like spinning in circles until the end when they yeah. Like release the trailer, or mm. oh, they'll release the trailer at the start and then talk about that trailer in a trailer breakdown, first negating <coughs> all no. the need for the YouTubers doing it. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna do the trailer breakdown themselves. They're gonna bring out big red arrows. <laughs> red, they're gonna have red hula hoops and they'll be the big red circles and they'll look surprised. Yeah, and then they'll ruin it for all of the trailer breakdowners on YouTube. Apart from the yeah. people who break down the breakdowns, I've seen them, they're weird. What? I have seen a trailer breakdown of a trailer breakdown before. Is Emergency Awesome still a thing? Oh, yeah, sadly. <clears throat> Terrible. Um, I lost patience with that, that channel. Is Shabogan Who still a thing? Same. Oh, I've, unfortunately, sadly. I lost patience Terrible. with that channel all the time. <laughs> it's barely a thing. I haven't posted for... Do you know what is a thing? Not that long ago. What is a thing? The news. Carry on. And the next... Do you know what is... Dan, do you know what is a thing? No. Time Lord Victorious? The next bit of news. And it is... You won't believe this one. It's an exciting story. It's it's a... It's... I would say this is the biggest uh, news story uh, in the world, I would say. Ever. In recorded history, this is the best 
Should we take and a I'm few? Glad. I'm just going to take a few guesses as to what this news might be, Dan. I'm, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad Paul <clears throat> sent it my way. Um, uh, is it? Is it? Murray Gold is releasing Series Ten soundtrack. It's not. It's not that. Is, is it sorry. bigger than it's that? Not big. It's bigger, it's than, bigger that. than that. Okay. Okay. Um, it's it's, it's ah, bigger than that. Dan. Oh, it's have Lego made a deal with the BBC for more Doctor Who sets? It's it's. It's Even bigger than that, bigger right? Than that. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, they finally, they finally what? made Dimensions I... in Time available for home release. Not, not quite. No. Right. Even they've colorized Even... all of the Hartnell and Troughton episodes. <laughs> Even the lost ones. Closer. Closer. And added in CGI elements for no reason. They. It's even bigger than if. Damn. Say, um, Tell us. Patrick Troughton came back to life. You won't believe it. The Doctor Who Twitter account is now already... <laughs> yeah. That's what we were waiting for. It's orange now. The YouTube channel is as well. It's now and run... This is news. The Instagram this is news. But seriously, um, is it now run by the official it's, BBC? It's now run by the BBC Studios as opposed so to Dan, just the BBC. If, you've, if you've done your job... Yeah. If you've done your job this week researching the news, yeah. who the fuck was running it before? Because I uh, It was just the... So, the the difference between the BBC and the BBC Studios is... Taxes? Well, yeah, B, the BBC is like the trust that all the taxes and license fees goes to. And technically, BBC Studios is a private company that the BBC Trust has all shares in. So right. the BBC Studios is the actual production company that makes all the stuff. Um, so yeah, so they, they've the running of the Doctor Who Twitter account has passed from the BBC to the actual production company, and apparently this is news because they're or- it's orange now. You won't believe it's orange. It's a total rebrand of the show. It's total re. Total rebrand. Get get out of here, Total Recall. This and is total uh, this week we turn everything orange. <laughs> we turn everything and orange. You'll notice we have now made the Shabokas logo orange. Right. <laughs> and we've also transferred ownership of the Shabokast from the BBC to the BBC Studios. Uh, for, well, from from Dan and Paul to Dan and Paul Studios. <laughs> um, Paul, since since you were so insistent on this being a news story, what is what? <laughs> I mean, if if you were if you were so interested <laughs> on this being in the show, surely you must have some incredible things to say about it. Like he's I, frozen. I, his video's I, frozen. That's how good his things he has. Screenshot it. Screenshot it. <laughs> well, this, this, so <coughs> God, if, I can't hear this. This, this must be good. Oh, he's gone. He just left. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Right. I honestly, so, I quite like the logo. If I'm honest, th- this this is the news that the Doctor Who social medias have been rebranded. If I if I'm correct, were you oh, taking oh. the piss out of Dan then when you which, did that? Which which I think is pretty impressive. We okay. we we are supposed um, to be taking Dan's line when you so said they've that been because we know rebranded. That that's what he says. They're um, orange now. And um, just... it looks very nice. And they it looks very nice. Some artwork. Someone write that down. Someone write that down. Yeah, don't forget that. And they posted some artwork of the Fugitive Doctor. 
which looks very nice. Write that down. So, and um, are we getting? You're writing this down. This is good shit. Uh, and the upload, and the updated the um, the banner to be all 15, 14 doctors, fifteen doctors, eighteen. Um, for in the artwork billion. of the, the guy who who done the artwork. Well, and, uh, thank. Jesus, shit and piss! So, yeah. We got that down. So th- this is news, Dan. We we filled out a good few minutes. We filled out a good few minutes. We did. We got it down. <laughs> you forgot the comment after Paul twice. Um, well, no, that's your name I, now. After, after, and now that we've covered that monumental bit of news, I think we need to cool down a little bit. With a little bit of spicy Time Lord Victoria's news. <laughs> how, is, how is spicy colder? Surely spicy's like hotter. <laughs> well, no, that, that's the thing, because this was like It's spice so cold. It was it extra spicy. <laughs> so this is like a medium level spice, which, um, relatively speaking, is cooler. But it is spicy. It would be like if you were... Is it Madras, Korma, Vindaloo? It, it would be like if you <clears> fell into lava... And so to cool yourself down, you uh, set yourself on fire. Okay, so it's less okay. spicy, but still spicy. It's, less spi- it's still pretty spicy. It's um, less spicy than what the previous one. I think we've gone off on this analogy a bit too long. What is <laughs> I the think, news? You know, quite frankly, I think we should drill down on it more. No. <laughs> um, no. So Cameron, Cameron, this is the, the Night, the Fool and the Dead, the yes. novel. That's come out. Do you yeah, want to talk it's... about that briefly? Yeah, I'll... I don't know where Paul's to... gone. I have no idea, but I'll not go into much detail because, <laughs> no. uh, you know, Paul is still needing to read it, so... I'd He's technically not to... here, so just... just do yeah, but he listens to <laughs> this. You can, I mean, you can do a quick, like, spoiler-free yeah, uh, overview. Yeah, spoiler-free spoiler review. Free bit. Did I put it in the news bit, or...? Um, no. Ah, yes, I did. Uh, So, it's a very good book obviously it's got clear story i'm not sure how it fits in with the other bits we have so far so the comic you book can... and monstrous beauty it you can certainly read all of the words on it um yeah um so this is the doctor in the dark times as opposed to the defender of the <coughs> doctor <laughs> and the daleks and then monstrous beauty which is the ninth Doctor in the Dark Times. Um, <laughs> it's very good with its pacing and stuff, and it's quite reminiscent of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm trying to do a book review here without spoiling it. Um, <laughs> it's got these guys in it as well. Oh, the, not the, these um, guys. Cotterat. Yes. And it's also got hey. Brian the Ood. Brian the Ood. They, they're coming up in the next news story, the last news story, actually. Yeah. Speaking of um, things that are written like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Cameron. Yeah, uh, the Hitchhiker's read... Guide to the Galaxy 2. Have you read, have you, have you read um, things she fought while for? Things she thought while for. Is that the. Yes, that came out during lockdown, didn't it? Yeah, it's very yeah. similar to the scene in Hitchhiker's story. where they're. Um, where the whale? Shut up. The whale, yeah. <laughs> it is. Oh, not again. No, yeah. that's the bowl of flowers. It's oh, not again. Yeah. Um, you silly yeah. boy. And this also book 
to Paul go away for a second. Uh, it's also this a book... book to go Paul away for a second. <laughs> no, this in one of the features the cover art of the Doctor in his Time Lord robes. So that is where that bit comes from. How are we going to get Paul back? I don't know where Paul is. He appears to be... It's not spoilers, Paul. He's, he's put a little bit in the chat saying, let me know when the spoilers stop. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I don't know how much he would class as a spoiler, so I'm being what very he, hesitant. Would he, would he class me saying it's written by Steve Cole as a spoiler? No, but I would class the bit of the Doctor... And... As a spoiler. Would would he consider I me saying the title of the out, book is The Night, The Fool, and The Dead? Would he consider that a spoiler? No. And so do I. You don't have to say the intro no. or the news. We, we did that. But my computer crashed and the footage got corrupt when we got to, yeah. like, number four. Where is that yeah, number four? Yeah, yeah, yeah so I'd, I'd said my number four. Basically, we're a week later. We'll, we're starting it again. So number oh, five. Oh, this it? Is this the this is it. <laughs> <laughs> is this I thought the it would be way smoother. Technical um, difficulties, but let's do our top yeah. five. Um, also, yeah, we still we still got the news segment, which which would be a heard? week out of date at this point. Yes, so it's okay. So yeah, welcome to the the first and only time we've, we've recorded, recorded this top this. five list. Yeah, it feels. Um, I just want to say, <laughs> it feels amazing that it's still you know. Monday the 5th, or whenever it was. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like an entire week mm-hmm. since... Uh, and no time has passed. No time has passed, I just, you know... Yeah. I it's it's going to be a... I reckon, it's, it, for me personally, it's going to be a real slog to get through 4 and 5. Just because we've already... We're going to have to lightly brush on what we, stuff we've already said that is now lost. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to have to try and remember all the points I made last week. Yeah, so... I mean, uh, just now, uh, because we haven't recorded Sorry, this of course, yeah. Just the, just in the past five minutes. Um, mm-hmm. No, you've not said them yet. What are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> Paul. Um, Paul. I'm losing the bit. You have yep. some bear. Give us your number five. What? One second. One second. Did we even introduce what this topic was? Yeah, we, we, did did that. That. we did that at the start. We'll did, right. did we do that at the start? Because okay. I, so. I can't remember. It was so many... That minutes ago. Just whilst mm. Paul is trying to find the thing. Chocolate orange Toblerone. Very nice. Okay. I'll leave <laughs> okay. that. Okay. I'm stalling for time. Come on, Paul. Sorry, I was just correcting my mate on some Ben Sanford. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's the really important when, shit we need to get to. When, when can we do a Ben Sam podcast? <laughs> Um, when I've watched when Ben I, 10. When I've watched at least well, one episode of Ben 10 in my when life. When is over. By the end of this entire podcast, you'll have Paul, what's your number ben five? 10. A Christmas Carol, Dan. Wow. A Christmas Carol. But you're that surprised, all, all three of you, for the it's first time. I, 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 I forgot what everyone said. <laughs> I'd forgotten that was... Yeah, that one's in my honourable mentions as well. Um, I I never know. At one point, we're going to have to stop making these jokes. Um, <laughs> Go on, why is, uh, why is, yeah. why is a Christmas Charol in Char- your? Um, why is it in your fifth place? What What is it about it that makes you? Get I like it, and get off my back. Jeez, am I not allowed to like it? Yeah, but why do you like you, it? You, you <laughs> are. 
It's just the point of this podcast. <laughs> nah, I, I don't know. I just like it. You don't know. Wonderful. Don't what a great, what a great discussion. In the actual week I've had to prepare for this, I haven't prepared for it. Cameron, Wonderful. Have you got well, anything to, to say about it? Um, it's very good. It's great. a good story. It like it emphasizes the Doctor's role in his own world. Like, what he does when people aren't there to bring him in or send him out into the world and do things. It was like seeing the Doctor without his proper companion. Mm-hmm. This this is my favorite uh, Christmas special. Oh, I, I remain remains my favorite one. Really? Um, I prefer the Cyberman one in Victorian London. What? The next Doctor. Yeah. I prefer Christmas yeah. Invasion still. For, for me, it's the next Doctor. I, I really like the Cyberman and I like all the different forms that they have and stuff because they're slightly different to the different Dalek forms that are just a different color. Like the Cyber King being like twenty foot tall, towering over London. Lad. I'm not this being is an funny. interesting discussion of Christmas Carol. I'm not yeah, being funny, but you can fuck off with that because the different Cyberman forms are just the faceplates black. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, so I, I adore Christmas Carol. Um, <clears throat> it, it's got some of my favourite. It's one of the like my most Stephen Moffaty script, scripts there is. Yeah, it's got some of the best use of time travel in Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, the way the way that they do uh, the Ghost of Christmas. Ghost of Christmas yet to come. Um, with the, the the twist that it's he's actually just showing his he's brought the child to the future. Uh, it's so well, acted as well. Yeah, My, Michael uh, Gambon going so Methodist to revert himself to the child for those. <laughs> it's just like wow. I'll do, I'll um, do it. Yeah, it's. Probably something else I want to say about it. It's very oh. annoying for people trying to work out the rules of time travel in the Doctor Who universe. Because in some episodes it's been seen as a mutable past and then immutable pasts and it's just Time Time Travel in Doctor Who works However uh, the hell the writer wants it to that week. That episode yeah, it works on an episode to episode basis. <laughs> yeah. Which like, I'm fine with. Like in Orphan fifty five where the life this is just one. Oh, part this is this is a podcast about good episodes. Wow. I agree. I don't even um, know what episode he said because I was looking at my phone, but what? <laughs> like a wild guess. What was it? Take a guess, Dan. Go on. What was it? Guess. Guess the episode, Dan. You. What was it? What's he doing? Oh my god, Discord's <laughs> been so laggy. Hang on. Yeah, I adore Christmas Carol. It's weird that I've talked about it more than the person whose list it is on. Do you want me to say? A few things about <laughs> I, I I would I would imagine. I like the song. That is right. I think it's Catherine Jenkins. Following on from series five, it's great. That's just beautiful. <laughs> this is going on the Ship Podcast EP. <laughs> Along with our cover of the theme from last week. <laughs> um, oh I like the Madeline Monroe joke, though. Know, that's very fun. What's that? Um, there's... Um, oh, no, 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 no. I'm about yeah. to get engaged to it or something. Yeah. The, um, the, bit, the bit with the psychic paper where he says, he whips it out and says, I'm universally recognised as a mature and responsible adult. Mm. Who's next? Cameron? He's eating. Cameroon. Cameroon's eating macaroons. Macaron. Cameron, go. 
Surprisingly, that is all things that I've been called by my parents over the years. <laughs> Little shit. <laughs> that is also there. So, my number five is School Reunion. Yeah. School Reunion. <laughs> Banger. Which it reintroduces Sarah Jane and K-9 to the modern series and is basically yeah. just David Tennant being a massive fanboy for 45 yeah. minutes. Um... I think this is partially on here as well because I recently just rewatched all of the Sarah Jane adventures. And so this is the episode that started that off. Yeah. That yeah, wouldn't exist without this, would it? Yeah. Yeah, um, it's just like a pilot kind of thing. Yeah, just to see. It actually was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. backdoor it was, pilot. Yeah, it was a backdoor. Uh... Um. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. But, are, you, are you okay, Paul? You, you. Yeah, I just really like this episode because I really love, like, the nostalgia feel that you can see coming through in the scriptwriters and some of the cast as well. When it's like, here's Sarah Jane from the classics. This is what we grew up watching. And, and I think Mister Mister Finch is it? I think he's a great villain. Anthony oh, Head. Yeah. Anthony Head is just he's, brilliant in everything. He's writing he's an article about me. He's so like self-obsessed Ooh. and like yeah. yeah. He's so slimy. And Slimy's the word. It's got it's got this little guy in K9 and a slimy little man. So. Do, 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 do. If I wanted to go a bit bigger, I've got this bugger as well. That's too many canines. I, I don't know where the panel gone. Where's gone his ears? I don't know. Where's his dick? Dan. <laughs> oh, that's what we'll be doing. K9 and company recreation. But for that, we need to meet up in person. We can't do that. No, oh, we can't. Unless yes. we stand. Yeah, School Reunion is a great episode. Yeah. Um, Toby Char- Whitehouse is a writer for Doctor I really enjoy. Mm. And I wish you'd come back. I want to see him <sighs> Well, he sort of had his own farewell in Twice Upon a Time as well, Toby Whitehouse, because he is the German soldier in the trench. Oh, yeah. A Solid. brilliant episode. It nearly went in my top five. It's basically like my number six. Yeah, it's yeah. in my honorable mentions as well. Yeah. It, it's one of those ones that will always be there because it's just a really good story and it adds to the series plot a bit and it acts as a backdoor pilot and it brings... Links modern Who and classic Who closer together because they didn't really do that as much in series one. And Mickey realizes he's the tin dog. Yeah, and, and yeah, the uh, and the chips taste no class. Oh, no class. into the fucking school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know <what>? <laughs> <laughs> you know what bit I love every time I watch School Reunion is the woman getting burnt and screaming in agony, and the woman just goes, "She's fine. She does <laughs> that." <laughs> Yeah. I like, like it when she stares at her through the blinds <laughs> and then she shuts them aggressively. Wait, that in a car. Like, it isn't as emotional at the time it was broadcast, but the ending of the Doctor saying goodbye, my Sarah Jane. Since her mm-hmm. death and everything was so sudden, it's like. It's aged really well, that episode, because of. Yeah, it's aged really well. And it's just, like, it's a beautiful memorial to Elizabeth Sladen. Like, all of her other memorial shows that they made mm-hmm. don't aren't really as good. Whereas well, this is... 
<laughs> you went into Farewell, <laughs> Paul just turned into the tenth Doctor for a second, then. Wow! Well. Wow! Yeah. Well. I'd, I'd um, completely yeah, unintentional, it... but throw it on the impressions if you want to. My, Go on. Uh, my number five uh, is Pardon me. <laughs> Mummy on the Orient Express. Banger. I'm going to try and cover this and not say the exact same things I said last week. Um, and I'm not going to be. Tr- I'm not going to try and do what Paul did and just say, just like it. Um, <laughs> well, Dan, I. <clears throat> but listen, I didn't know what to say. I just like it. Okay, that I know it's not perfect, and well, at the start and at the end, it's got a banging it, queen cover in it. It has. I do enjoy that that version. Well, of by a singer it. who's no longer doing anything. Perkins, um, the point of view footage stuff, the timer in the corner of your screen. Frank Skinner is in it. The whole opening, the whole cold open's great. There's um, a train. Perkins. There's a train in Frank space. Frank Skinner is in it. Perkins. Uh, um, <laughs> Clara's not terrible in it. Perkins. Uh, uh, there's, there's some people on the train. Gus and, mummy. and Perkins. And I think that's why that's. And Frank Skinner's in it as well. I just enjoy uh, the doctor in it. You didn't mention Frank Skinner being Perkins. What? You didn't mention Frank Skinner being Perkins. Oh, yeah, Frank Skinner's in this one. He plays a character called Perkins. Who? Sorry. Right. Oh, did he play Perkins? I didn't realise Frank Skinner was in this one. <laughs> so that's my number five, uh, Dan. Hello, that's me. I'm Dan. My number five. <laughs> <laughs> um, the world enough of time and the Doctor falls. Yes, I, I rewatched this the other day. It's, it's a so very good. good choice. I I think um, I prefer the world enough in time more than the Doctor Falls, mm-hmm. but it, it's so that. solid. Uh, sorry for interrupting you before you even got to say your point. Go ahead. <laughs> I I can't remember what I said last time. Um, it's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's I personally. If like different, maybe like things are slightly different with the canon. Like say, uh, Peter Capaldi was the last regeneration in that cycle. Um, I I think this would be the perfect finale for Doctor Who. Uh, yeah. Not that yeah. I want that to happen. I'm glad it's still going. Yeah, but if it but... had to, you'd be satisfied. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, like it's the Doctor choosing to lay down his life to rescue just a small a small handful of people. And it's his fault um, as well. That's what I like. It's his fault it that all of the stuff has happened because he's the one who decided to do that exercise to try and test if Missy could be good. Mm-hmm. Like he's the reason Bill got killed, and yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's it's a I, I I really loved Bill, and I think this is a great a great conclusion to uh definitely <clears throat> to her arc. Uh, <clears throat> real sad, real sad. <laughs> And Did, we um, get different Cybermen versions because we get the Mondasian ones. We get we do. Cybermen. Oh, yeah, the Mondasian Cybermen as well. Cybermen. We get the modern ones from Nightmare and Silver. Yeah, they that all are just the fucking faceplate. Re- the weird thing is, right? Unlike the, a different color, Starlick. The the black hole in that episode looks incredible. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the Doctor Falls, where the Cyberman, sorry, the Mondasian Cyberman shoots the Doctor, <laughs> and that shot looks. I'm sorry, it might be one of the worst things. Ever. It does. It does look a little silly. It looks so bad. It, it, look, just, it looks a little it, bit silly. There's no weight to it. It doesn't. Nothing happens on Capaldi to look real. Yeah, I know. It's but it. <laughs> the way that it touches him, and it the way he moves. It's, yeah, it's like 
it, what, last it, minute after so effects. Bad. Yeah. You can tell, like, um, the money went into the black hole. Not literally got sucked into a black hole. How did it go? There. At the end of the day, all money will one day get sucked into the black hole. All money will one day get sucked off into a hole. Ooh. Yeah. My number four, like many people's number four, is the number four. <laughs> I'm joking. Great. Um, I know, yeah. I, I don't expect quality content from me today. But, oh, um, what's your number four? Utopia, The Sound of Drums, and The Last of the Time Lords. Yeah. Last of the Time Lords. Pretty good. Yeah. They are amazing. Um, as we all know, Doctor Who's never been political. But no, um, this was the first not, time not e- it was, I think. No, this was not even in this. <laughs> no politics in this one. Only when the Doctor became a woman and he got all muddled up with gender politics did it get political. God. As stupid, we all know. Stupid SGWs ruining my Doctor Who. I know, yeah. I'm Classic. sick and tired. Of it. <laughs> Coming here with their women. I'm putting our... them in. Putting them in things. Taking our what have gender politics ever done for us apart from the aqueducts? And medicine and roads. And <laughs> roads. <laughs> really I preferred it when there was no women in anything ever. <laughs> Paul, talk about your number four. It's ironic because people who say that have never had a woman in the bed. Well then. That... <laughs> <laughs> is that your review of Utopia? No, um, <laughs> Utopia is flawless, I reckon. It's like, such okay. a rush, that episode. The, fu- the future kind are a bit weird, but they're not bad or anything. You got that awesome music, though. Just Murray Gold just picks up a guitar one day and just went... Do you know when you see the future kind, like one of them's on the ship, and she does that smile at the camera, I always think I'd love to punch your teeth in. Oh, okay. That's the Liverpudlian coming out in ya. But it, 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 if, it oh, the face just pissed me off so much, and I always think, oh, yeah, well, you're going to do fuck all that, aren't you? So, but anyway, I mean, great how episode. did she get in there? They had such a rigorous testing at the door. I mean, the, the rigorous testing at the door. Yeah. I'm not, like, I mean, I'm it's more comprehensive that. than the government's track and trace system in the UK. Got him! But, um, oh, you've nailed them to the wall, the The sound of drums... Also, another amazing episode showing um, showing the doctor on, on his back foot with no TARDIS. Um, he's got a sonic screwdriver. He's got Jack. He's got Martha. That's Martha's mum. <laughs> he's got the biggest, the greatest tool in the universe. Martha's mum. Martha's mum and that little Peugeot or whatever it is. Um, when I was younger and I used to see Martha's mum doing a fucking snide recording or something I'd think you fucking cunt I'm but, sorry, uh, I thought that was going to go <laughs> down a very different path uh, when I was younger and I used to see Martha's mum right and then he just descended into a version of Stacey's mum but it's Martha's mum Martha's mum the oath of that baffles me it's the, the second song on the EP and then um, at the end Fucking, she catches him wanking over his mum and she's made up about her. Like, what's going on? Stacy? Oh, it's yeah, so no, I, I forgot that bit was in <laughs> Last of the Time Lords, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's what the Master um, 
He walks okay, this one's the next one that also has the most watching Teletubbies. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, is like is in the Sea Devils. Sea Devils where he's watching the Clangers. Yeah. <laughs> John Sim is brilliant as a master though. So Very what is Clangers? Huh? What's the Clangers? It's a old oh, God. children's TV show. It's the important bit. It's still going. Yeah. It's what? a revival. It's a revival. It's still on TV. Revival so remake. Camera? Just search up, huh? search up so clangers. We'll put so a clanger the in the thumbnail for this one. <laughs> put a clanger in the thumbnail. Um, yeah, I like Johnson as the master because it it works the same way Delgado does in Pertwee's era in that he's a direct mirror of the Doctor. Yeah, he's younger. Mm-hmm. He even says it himself before he regenerates. He's saying like, if the Doctor can be young and whatever, I can be that too. And it's quite cool that he gets to kind of decide. So Sims Long being my favourite master. Until... Sims Long. Sim is long. Sim, Sim's very long. Sim is very long. Long John Sim. <laughs> but uh, but um, <laughs> until recently, when he was replaced with long the Han. Sim. However, watching him in this free part was just phenomenal. Like it's got such a great story throughout. And. The way it ends is just heartbreaking as well. Long like, sim. Long sim. <laughs> Long sim. Fucking hell. Go on. Right, on go. Number four. Ed, Spyfall. Oh, okay. Yeah, I understand. Because I feel like it's a very good opener for a series, and I think they should have done it as the series 11 mm. opener. Instead. Please, can we um, just argue for about 17 minutes about the Doctor letting the Master get eaten by the Nazis? Should we argue about oh, that for the majority oh, of the podcast? What a horrible, what a that horrible, is, horrible yeah. television that was. Yeah, that is I, the only downside to this, but... I have no problems with that. I am making no comment on this scene. Just Because last week I remember we talked about it for ages. Yeah. It's such a stupid argument. We got nowhere. It's not meant to do something that the Master would. The, the Doctor would never use someone's race against them. Oh, well, don't have Their skin colour, then. That's Yeah, that's what you are capable. What I mean is, is they're above, like, racism and stuff, so here they doing that. Clearly not, not if she goes, oh, Listen, I'm going to turn your yeah, perception you filter off in Nazi fucking France. Doing well, a racism well, does not mean you're above racism. Race. So sorry. Here's <laughs> advantage to this escape. You should, I, I'd completely forgotten about that. That's your number four, man. I'm just I'm going to you brought it up again. And... So, apart from the Nazi bit, okay. it's horrible, really good. Horrible bit. You get the Doctor meeting historical figures of Ada Lovelace, and I am very sorry, but I forget the name of the spy she meets in France. Ada Lovelace. Um, <coughs> that's Ada Lovelace. Lovelace. It's Ada Lovelace too. Ada, Ada Lovelace too. Um, and that later comes into effect at the end of the series as well, when she meets Lord Byron, who is... Big Man Byron. I think it's Byron, who's her dad. Yeah, it's yes. like, oh, I've met your daughter. She's brilliant, unlike you, you piece of shite. All birds Got to him. that effect. Quite like the fact that the Master just, just thinks, oh yeah, I'm winning, I'm not gonna change the TARDIS around, and it's just a hut from the Australian outback in the middle of 1940s France. Yeah, I like the shot out the plane of the <laughs> of the house just throwing itself through the sky. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they even uh, mention that, don't they? He says it's a bit Wicked Witch of the West. Are they doing it, man? Yeah. yeah. Terrible name for an episode. Yeah. Yeah. I what, think we could agree on that. Does... That is 
What the fuck does spy for well, me? See, the thing it's is, we, know, we knew uh, it There was the be... spy at the start of it who died. Oh, he and fell. They fell. Right. That was the whole episode, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. right. I, I can appreciate that more now that you've cleared that up, because for ages I thought it was... <laughs> it's clear that they're going through a James Bond-inspired episode, like a spy thriller-inspired mm-hmm. episode. So, putting spy in the title, okay, but they're making it a riff of like Skyfall, so. which we know is a popular spy thing. Yeah, I but thought, yeah, it was already a spy film. We already know what it what the episode's going for. You don't need to call it that. But now that you've cleared that up, Patrick, it does kind of make sense. Yeah, it, yeah. Makes, it makes complete sense. I don't know what else called it, to be honest. I can see completely where Chibnall was going with oh, this. Oh, they shouldn't have called that company Vaw, though. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, uh, go to oh, go Paul. to Google. Paul, go into incognito mode. My yeah. sweet summer time. child. Control everyone shift was speculating, N. Everyone was speculating that the Kasavan were the Vord, and that's why it was called Vore. I don't think that's because what everyone I think was speculating. Chris Chibnall's just that into was Vore. what everyone was speculating. I don't um, think that's what everyone sim- was speculating. Literally, it was. It, it's I, um, a terrible choice. You have for the, an, the exact same silhouette and everything. It, it, Paul, do you know what Vore is? Right, yeah, I do, yeah, but shut up. Right, so, <laughs> you have the same silhouette, yeah. They were appearing, similar to how the Cybermen always tend to appear. Yeah. And the Vord are, are also, like, pre-Cybermen. Like, the Vord evolving to oh, Cybermen. You know what's sad, is so it? So the Kasavan being the Vord would have made, like, sense from a visual what's point. What's sad is when you but were saying they appear how the Cybermen usually appear, I didn't think of the way you were meant. I thought because they're in a story with the Master. Because no, I meant because, so um, like, yeah, it really has. Uh, yeah, I knew what you meant. It's just that's the first thing my brain went Every, to. Every, like, even in that very series, like in yeah, Villa Dothy, right that, that would appear. It's like, so. since Moffat took over, every other series for ni- final is the Master and well, Cybermen. The thing is, about what I noticed about series 12, because it, I think it, it aims to please a lot of people and tries to cover a lot of ground, and I think that's because it borrows a lot from different episodes. So in yeah. this, you get the car from the Suntaran two-part in Series 4. That's yeah. just ripped straight from that. Um, which this I really enjoy. That now with a laser instead of a deadly gas. Yeah, there, there's, there's, there's loads of stuff throughout Series 12, and especially in Spyfall, there's quite a few things I remember just seeing and being like, that's, that we've, we've, we've been here before. But it's not in like a really dull way. It's more like a yeah, okay. Oh, I I, I just I disagree. I think it is. I'm I not think a fan the most, of this. You're not the series twelve bit that does that the most is the Doom platoon near the moon. They're not. Yes, in the grand scheme of things, it's closer to the moon than other things. But it's a Doom platoon in like Bristol. Yeah, that was in that June. was very clearly just trying to go. Hey, do you remember Tenant? Funny, yeah. It's like, okay, uh, Dan, you're number four. You're number four. Um, number four. You're. I, need, go. I need to stop drinking while we record these. My number four nah. is a uh, fugitive of the Jadoon. Oh, what a funny coincidence! I know. Yeah, we were just talking about um, fugitive of Doctor the Jadoon. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this one. I mentioned it on the failed recording of this. I watched this episode go out, uh, and I didn't really care for it at all. I didn't, like, pay attention to the next time... Was there a next time trailer? Yeah, there was. Yeah. And, and, like, the the stuff online when people were saying, who's Ruth? Is it the Rani? It's like, it's never the Rani. 
Is it Omega? You call it if it was. It, um, it is never the Rai, is it? No. Every single it time there's have a to woman. Be. In I'm glad that they're not doing the. Do, no, people who want the Rani to come back fail to realise that the Rani's shit. Like, <laughs> she is. She just. She's just the master, but a woman, and we've we've had that. The the Rani is not a very good character, and people need to get over that. Yeah. But it, it's like every well, single time. had that entire bit in Dimensions in Time. Oh God. That's only because Ainley refused to do it. I'm pretty sure. It's either he <laughs> refused to do it or point. he was dead at that point. Um, That'll be why every, every single time there's like a, a woman in Doctor Who, you don't know who it is. Everyone, everyone thinks like, it's the Rani. Is it's it like, the Rani? Have you, have no, you it never is. Maybe the maybe the Rani did regenerate into a man. Why not do that? Why not have a? Yeah, we've done female Ooh, master. Why not have a male Rani? Of a Rani. But what's the point? Because that's just the master. Oh, that is anyway. just the master. <laughs> oh, weirdly. Know that this is the this is the main like set off for the timeless children stuff, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not a fan of of that like yeah thing. But it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy this episode any less because it's yeah I don't know I love it I love it all is, the little it bits I love the weird little RTD era side characters. Um, oh, the guy in the fucking bakery lad. Yeah, I, 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 I love Big I love fish. the Jadoon captain. Um, and that they named the, 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 they the, them when after like, Paul Condon. When when like the Jadoon gets like pushed and he goes, Oh Yeah. <laughs> and the animatronics <laughs> for the Jadoon as well have improved so much since series three. Mm. And even in series three they still look great. Like Yeah, mad. love it. Love Ruth's Tardis. I think the interior and the exterior are just Chef's kiss, shall we say. Um That interior is one of the best ever. It's so cool. I hope they They've still got the set, I'm sure, so they'll be reusing it. Yeah, they wouldn't have fucking been that. No. Um, what do you, what do you th- think? Because I know, Dan, you probably like it a lot less, I'm guessing. I I enjoyed I it. Know. Of that series, I enjoyed it more <laughs> than a um, few other things. It, it, was, it was a weird episode, though, I found. Mm. Yeah. Like, it was, it was more yeah. preoccupied with, like, setting stuff up for later things than being a contained episode in, yeah, in and of itself. But I think... Even if... But I, I like... I like <laughs> I, if if I, something um... interesting does end up happening with it, I like the reveal of Ruth. Yeah. If they do something good with it. Um, I, I, like I mentioned... Last time I talked about this, I mentioned that it's, uh, it's one of those episodes that's like an event thing. Like, I can't... I struggle to break it down and criticize it as like an episode as a solid thing because it's mu- it's not There's like not a it's it. like Day of the Doctor which I know isn't <clears> perfect <throat> but you look back at it and you go oh my god do you remember when that happened that's what Fugitive is like for me mm. it's got the same energy to it so I just like that you can I, yeah, I can see that like, yes this was cool and then that's it yeah. even if you didn't like Fugitive you'd have to admire how the balls of what he did. No. How everyone the thought, for doing this. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry. How everyone thought that it was just going to be a normal episode. Like, and then it had not only, like, another Doctor, but fucking Jack as well. Jack was like, back. The, like, everyone just thought, oh, it'll be like a little a little silly Vigidoon episode. And then Chibnall just fucking got his cock out and started... <laughs> the only problem I have with Fugitive is because they have the Fugitive Doctor and then Jack, and then they hyped up the last episodes going, only f- two weeks until the 
explosive final and so it was just everything the master and, changes and it was just the master and the cyberman and there was like that brief bit of joe martin mm-hmm. and yeah, jack the wasn't there it, it it sort of like brings it down a bit because they did all yeah. of this in the middle and it's like this will come into fruition at the end of the series and yeah no i think i think how this episode will be perceived like in the future depends entirely on how the ruth arc is resolved yeah because because it's where we can't really like look at this episode at the moment in uh in like like a properly like knowing its context because it's we still don't have growth entered glasses for it yet no uh all right i believe this was the point we got to last week my number four it's uh the empty child and the doctor dances nice. uh Another Stephen Moffat affair. <laughs> uh, Stephen Moffat's always having affairs. <clears> bloody way, God, he can't stop Everybody it. cheats. Such a shagger. <laughs> um, yeah, I adore these episodes. Um, it's yeah, it's easily it. easily Eccleston's best. Of course it is, otherwise I would have said another Eccleston episode. Um, I've got another Eccleston what? episode that's coming up that will uh, blow you out the Ooh. fucking water. Oh, I'll blow you up. <laughs> what? No. What? No. Um, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the introduction of Jack, um, of like a massive character going forward. Mm. Um, I think it. It's it's a really really satisfying uh, mystery in that what what what's happened what. I don't. It was really weird. I was watching Cameron looking across mm. that way, so I did that. I was watching Cameron is, as well, and which I was is me looking there, directly at Cameron, well, all of you right now. And then I looked back, and Cameron looked back directly. So it's kind of like I made eye contact with him, but I couldn't see him. And then I looked back, and he made eye contact with me, but he couldn't. See. It was really weird. What? What a wonderful bit of content for an audio. Well, you asked, video. so <laughs> I did. I did ask. That is fair. Um, yeah, it's 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 a really really satisfying build up of a mystery and a resolution in a way that resolution is satisfying resolute. Yes, funny you. Dan's number four is resolution. Um, <laughs> surprise! Um, <laughs> Everybody, resolutions. Carry on. Got him. Uh, yeah. So it in like it resolves in a way that is really satisfying and makes sense. Makes like. A, Explains like everything that's happened, which sounds like an obvious thing to expect from a mystery, but um, it's surprisingly rare sometimes. In it, uh, but and also you've got the Eccleston being the the doctor who was suffering from essentially PTSD from the the time war. Yeah, and this this is the first time where he's got to save everyone. In a while, it's the the line. You could say uh, that everybody lives. You could say that just this once, everybody does live. Then, yeah, um, yeah. They, that should is used, my, they should have said that in the episode. That would have made sense. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite line of Eccleston. Just this once, everybody lives. I like uh, kill yourself. <laughs> that's a good line. I want <laughs> to take yourself. myself off. Why don't you just die? Um, yes. Any other? Yeah, I'm sorry. My favourite Eccleston line is uh, nine shows at that point. My favourite Eccleston line of all time is dinner. 
<laughs> I like when you just get really annoyed with him because he's cooked two steaks or something. What is it? He's like, dangerous no in it at all. This does really show a lot of Christopher Eccleston's range of the Doctor. Like, you get the mm-hmm. angry Doctor, the sad Doctor, the happy Doctor, the comedy Doctor. Mm-hmm. The naked Doctor. <laughs> Maybe not um, that. Bow, bow. <laughs> this is also, no. unless you count Curse of Great <clears throat> Death, this is Stephen Moffat's first episode of Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which to some people is good and to some people is uh, Stephen Moffat. But... Well, no, because <laughs> Steemo in the RTD era big, is, is big way, more, way more enjoyable than in his own era, I think. Mm-hmm. He. I, I as much as I adore the Moffat era, I I think it's it is probably not unreasonable. He, to say he had that. a lot of things on his plate when he was showrunner. Yeah, he who, just he, yeah. he had too much going on. I think he's a great yeah. writer, but he had too much going on. Yeah, it's it's, it's not unreasonable to say that his best some and of he, his best episodes. He, some of some where... of his best ideas as well. He reused the shit out of. Yeah, there uh, are a lot of... of dead people. Yeah. But there's a lot of Moffatisms I've I've noticed over watching his episodes. There's there's the classic um Browser history. Religi- there's, the, <laughs> there's there's yeah, classic um What's you pawn? Hmm. Well if where if if this thing is happening, <laughs> what's making that noise? Oh, um, yeah, that happens loads. He does that like like when the tape runs out, um they say, Well, if that's the tape runs out, oh, who's the saying clock. the thing? And yeah, and the clock, clock in, clock in uh, that. Oh, and the um, oh, what was it? I noticed the bar. There's a weird uh, little thing in Let's Kill Hitler, which I think is one of the worst handled stories like ever. Um, but the bit where Amy and Rory are saying they they can hear something, and he goes, "What's that sound?" And I think Rory says, oh, "I think that's just Hitler in the cupboard," and you can hear one of the silence over it, <clears throat> like the <sighs> sound. Oh, that's very cool. It's, and I know, I remember seeing it on YouTube oh, years and years and years ago at this point. I was like, what the hell? Why? How? I never realised that. And obviously, I haven't watched Let's Kill Hitler since because of this Let's Kill Hitler. But it oh, is a no. thing. If you ever find yourself watching it, pay attention, turn it up, because you will hear mm-hmm. a silent. Huh. It's really cool. One thing, uh, another thing Moffat done twice is... Um... It's this episode. There's two episodes of it. He did that. It was He's what the was same it, Dan? first part. Repeat. Hey, Dan, <laughs> you remember when I watched the um, what's it called? Uh, the Empty Child. No, no, no. The Madame the Pompadour one. I forgot the name. Girl in the, the Fireplace. That's it. Remember when I watched the Dan? I was messaging you about like morphisms that I'd noticed in it. Were you? Oh, other Dan. The Doctor meets um, a child. Who he then meets again when she's an adult and then wants to take her as a mm, companion. Yeah. Um, there was something else to do with that as well. Um, she has like a clock, a, a broken clock on a wall, and Amy has a crack in a wall and that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But um, there was something else that was like, I think it was from um, something that he'd done in his previous episode, which was the Doctor Dances and that. But I can't remember what it was. That he'd also done in that, and I was like, "What, Moffat lad?" I know, but yeah, what a I'll, great insight! I wish I could be of more health. <laughs> I'll see if um, I can find it in mine and dance. Yeah, this this is easily my favorite of series one, and actually, for a very very long time, the Doctor Dances was the only episode of, Doc- of Modern Who I'd never seen because I was so, as a five year old, I was so scared shitless. 
of the the gas mask child. There's so many I people my who who couldn't like a lot of people whose parents didn't let them watch series one because it was that freaky. Well, no, my my parents like wanted me to watch it because they were fans as children. Yeah, and I I had to ask them. I don't want to watch the second part to this mm. episode because I was too scared of it. For a yeah. lot of kids, yeah. Um, which is honestly, it's a shame. I, I wish I'd I wish I'd seen seen it, but it was. Yeah, it broke me. It broke me as a five-year-old. And now uh, we break you as an adult. That's, that's why oh. he's as despicable as he is today, is because of Stephen Moffat. Moffat! <laughs> that was so clever. Right. Hmm. Number three? Wibbly, wibbly. Move on to number three? Should we go um, to number three? Let, let's take a trip back to the Tenant era once more. It's going to be for, monsters, um... isn't it? <clears throat> oh, no. Oh, he's um... that smile. Oh, no. Oh, please, oh, no. no. I'm joking. Oh, okay. The journey's end on the stolen earth. Oh. <clears throat> order? Or... <laughs> Followed by turn left. Sorry, I've wrote it down in the wrong order. Um, yeah, all right. But, yeah, we know what you mean. I don't You're not a true fan anymore, so... But, um, you know, Donald, you, don't, you don't deserve all of that merchandise. You're not a true fan. So. I don't, don't even know why I wrote it at all, because I meant to like love a monsters. Shall we? I don't understand what stories you're on about, because that's not I, the You actually said them in the wrong order, so I, I can't actually, actually understand I, what you're trying I, to say. Are you even talking about Doctor Who? Do you even, have you even ever seen Doctor Who? I don't actually know what you're talking about. I don't know why I've chosen this accent. Um, it's I, the Avengers what? Assemble of Doctor Who. It is, in a way. Basically, I was going to say it's unbeatable, but there's two two things ahead of it on that. <laughs> so, My number three is unbeatable. It, it, it is unbeatable in a way, but it's also, I have episodes that I also prefer. But then if you catch me on the odd day, I'd be like, this is better than being alive. <laughs> Which, you know, if you catch me on most days, I'd say that, because it, it is. But <clears throat> it, it's just so good. Like, but, uh, uh, the way... The entire era just comes together, like is just amazing, and the way it's yeah, written, it especially, is. and the way they stretch the budget, and just just fucking fantastic stuff. Like, fantastic. Tenant, it can, it, it on earns, the thing is, like a lot of the stuff in Journey's End that you can see, you can look back on and think, "Oh, this I guess this would be a bit cheesy," but it's not. Like them all flying the TARDIS together. And you've got the it's song of freedom warming. just blasting. It it earns it so much. Yeah, I this was an episode I had can like can basically completely three sixty on. Because um, I obviously like when it came out in two thousand eight. Well, no, when it came out two thousand eight, I loved it obviously. <clears throat> and then when I was around fourteen. I decided it was awful. Hmm. Um, my reasoning was <coughs> I can still kind of understand this. It was, I think the phrase I used was it's like. Uh, Russell T. Davis masturbating over a script. Well, he's allowed. Look at all the things I've done. He's, he's, he's allowed. allowed. Only John Barrowman because he'd enjoy it. <laughs> I think the end John of Barrow time. I think the end of time is a bit more like that. It's that is yeah yeah. Um, but I, I know what you mean. The it goodbye very, sequence. But it's it's yeah, such a big it's a payoff. So yeah, and it, but like like think about it now. It's like of course you want to see that. Yeah. yeah, of course. If like the entire planet was stolen, you'd be like, "Well, what were Torchwood up to? What was Sarah I, Jane up to? What were everyone up to?" I do think it's created not a oh, well, not that actually, I, but like the end of times created a trend of every companion that Doctor's had shows up when he's dying. Like it makes sense mm-hmm. for Tennant because he goes and visits them, and then it makes sense for Smith because it's in his head, 
and then with Capaldi, they're like, let's just get them all to show up via a robot. And, I would uh, argue it makes more sense with Capaldi than it yeah, does with Yeah, it happened with um, Five as well. Anyway, the other one I was going to say is he mentions bananas. Like, always bring a banana to the party or whatever in the Doctor Dancers. Are you talking about Journey's thinks... End or Doctor's End? I Doctor said Dancer. I'm backtracking a bit, Dan. So... He mentions bananas in that episode, and then in his second episode, the girl in the fireplace, he also fucking brings up bringing bananas to the party. Don't know why Moffat's always bringing bananas to the party. So, what you're saying like, is... Are, you, are you uh, finished for something? You love the Series 4 finale because of the girl in the fireplace. No, that's irrelevant. I'm going to go Your back favorite and talk about the, is all the bananas. Finale, Please just talk about the episode. <clears throat> Shut up, Dan. <laughs> but, um... Canal... Um, if you just if all you say is uh, yeah I thought it was good and then leave it there I'm gonna kill you personally. no Paul's latest b- word is godly sorry <laughs> what what is she saying your latest buzzword is godly yeah godly. you just re- while recording this you sent me a message referring to something as godly actually he just he t- <laughs> retweets last... everything in his feed he retweets and just puts godly <laughs> <laughs> do you know why because gods aren't real so it has no bearing. Let's not cut um, this. Moving on. Gods are only as real anyway, as you believe them to be. Anyway, do you want to talk and about Stolen Earth and Journey's End? Yeah, so basically... Because I can talk about it if you want to. I've got things to say about it. It's, but... it's good, isn't it? Nah. It's got the music um, in it I called love Hanging the on the Tablophone, which was later used in Lego Dimensions. very good. Fuck Lego. Fuck Lego. You'll get that out the way. Right, we're ending the episode. Well... Like good stuff, Dan. No, I'm joking. But um, yeah, I, I, where did I start? Fucking no, Wilf's in you it. Haven't started talking Wilf's about it. Wilf is in it. Wilf Fucking is in it. Wilf and his paintball gun. Wilf, Wilf paintballs a, a Dalek in the eye and it does burns not. off. <clears throat> That's so that. good. Um, Fucking ex- exterminator lad with the exterminator. That, that um, gives me an Osterhagen key. It's just full of the Osterhagen key is some weird shit, isn't it? Um, I, I think this, this epi- it's one of the last ones to really get Daleks right. Or like, well, like the, the moment, like, well, like, um, like, I, I love Muffet, but he did have, he did have dif- difficulties did, with writing didn't Daleks. like writing Daleks, apparently. No, which I, I can't understand. Do it? Because they're Daleks and you have to have them in. No, you don't. You do. Um, two um, things, two two amazing performances to point out: Julian Bleach as Davros and the Dalek Nicholas Khan. Briggs as just Daleks. just Dalek Khan. I yes. forgot how well done that is. Like the fact that he's been yeah. through the time vortex Insane. and it's just destroyed him. The the moment where, like, you're cutting between everyone, utterly shitting themselves at the fact they realise it's the Daleks. Yeah, and then. And then you get the opening theme, and it's like twenty people in the in the credits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of the best yeah. things about having a look in the episode is it shows that Sarah has got stuff to lose. Yeah, and like they couldn't get the others in the episode because of scheduling, mm. but they, they were planning to, which which I, I actually really like. like bit if of you had been there, that would have been even better. That, I, I don't but, feel that would have worked as well because we would have just ended up with two hubs of people with Torchwood in the attic, just basically uh, doing the same thing. Yeah. Just, well, just like, the attic can run away really quickly. There. 
but then, do some hacking just by oh I'm really typing real I quick. like hack hard I like how I, I love when they do that I, um, I like how um, Jack was like fucking scared for his life even though he's immortal the picture Russell put on Instagram of the shadow proclamation and what he wanted it to look like Lad, there was a hoiks there. Yeah, yeah. There was there's a so much stuff in it. We were robbed of the hoiks. It was basically, it. We were robbed. It was oh, basically yeah. like a massive version, a massive version of the bar from um, end Dan. of time. Dan, we were robbed of the man having to put on that tooth once more for a three second shot before before they changed it and put it in rings back. Be- before they went, ah, do you know what? Just just take that off again for us, and he went again. Are you messing? That man probably cries himself to sleep every night. Every day. On a pile of money, um, though. Well, so, how much money are we talking? Because he was in. Oh, at least 12 pounds. Sec- yeah, like proper. Well, no, is he not money, one though. of the monster actors anyway? So he was probably like, right, you're a hoax now, go be a Dalek, Cyberman, silence, whatever. Uh, maybe. I, I, I'd still um, be crying, though, if I have to fuck Do we want to move on to the next one? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Camera on. So, my number three is oh, Day of the Doctor. Day of the Doctor. Yeah. Episode, yeah, it's good. I sort of like it for other reasons apart from it being Doctor Who, though. So, oh. in 2013, my granddad unfortunately died in November, and his funeral was three days before this, on the 21st. Shit. And so, like, it all was a very sudden thing that happened, and then... Like, I wasn't really there, and then Doctor Who was escapism and everything. And so, this is always an episode that, when I'm sad, I go back and watch because it has the, like, connotation of this is something that made me happy then. Hopefully, it'll yeah. do the same now. I, yeah, it's definitely tied mm-hmm. to, like, a coping mechanism for you, then. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you've got all of these things that I grew up with, and, like, I would occasionally, when my grandparents were staying with us at my house or I was with them we'd watch I'd watch Doctor Who with my grandparents and stuff and so <clears throat> it's all lovely in that and then the story's really good as well yeah. oh, it really is it's for a, not without its flaws minute, it's, it's for a bit then when you were talking about it was I thought you were going to say it was on the same day as your granddad's funeral no it is it is a this episode is amazing that it exists first yeah. of all mm-hmm. not many I feel like they should pick between the Zygons and the Daleks though like I, I like that the Zygons were in it. Oh, the, the Zygons, Zygons yeah, yeah. they yeah. Like, they were they feel cool. overshadowed by the Time War. Mm. With the Daleks. <clears throat> Just as a um, disclaimer, this definitely would have been on my list, but I didn't if... include any special. Like I didn't re- include this order generation episodes. I watched. Because... Oh, so what, so what you're saying is, uh, <clears throat> if you had less things on your list, this would have been on the list. No, what, what I mean is like. I think regeneration episodes and this are on like another level for like a regular episode. I get what you mean. So like, yeah. it's, not bang, it's, like a, really. wait, it's like a checkpoint. <clears throat> Although my number one, yeah. my number one spot would still be number one if I was including them. So, you know. um, well, that's good. I'm glad your number one spot wouldn't be number two. Well, you know, <laughs> even though we don't know what it is, um, <laughs> I think I know exactly what it is. To be fair, oh, I, I, I think I it think begins with do. the and ends in Doctor's wife, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> well, no, it's not not that one. Okay, um, but yeah, I watched Dave the Doctor when um, I was at the fiftieth celebration in, in London in the Excel. <clears> with a oh, don't care. That's... What, what was going? I was yeah. So I watched it in the Excel where it's like 
It's like Manchester. It's not Manchester Arena, but it's like that kind of sound and kind of surround. Yeah, it's, it's not Manchester Arena because it was ridiculous. In yeah, yeah, it's it's like the XL in London, um, and there were panels throughout <laughs> the day for like some of the past doctors. There was a room where they were showing the caves of Androzani, and they had um, people who were involved in that talking while they watched it. So it was like having a DVD oh. commentary on, it, except they're in the room with you, and you can just be like, "Oi, heckle them." What do you think of that cool. bit? And then yeah. That was really cool. And you could just pop in and out of the room when that stuff was going on. It You didn't have to be there and then they'd shut the doors or anything. Mm-hmm. Loads of people were in costume and I got lost and I went to the toilets at one point and Colin Baker and Sylvester McCoy and Peter Davison all walked past and Colin actually hit me with his belly. Actually, <laughs> I actually got hit in the face by Colin Baker's belly. Um, oh, well, that's... It, that's a, a funny thing. I've uh, when I get to my number one, I've got an. Interesting... You got hit by Colin Baker's stomach as well. <laughs> I got, I've I've got an interesting story about walking into someone involved in the the episode I'm talking about as well. Damn. Um, but yeah, um, and, and then th- I got home, and then the next day, which was the Sunday, they were showing it in the cinemas in Manchester. Yeah. And because I've been with my auntie and uncle and my cousin in London, um, I came back <laughs> up, and my parents had watched it on broadcast as well. Same as we did, except obviously at home. And we all went and watched it at the cinema. And that screening Aww. was way more enjoyable for some reason than the other one. And I think it touches a bit on Cameron's thing. It's because it might be to do with the people you watch it with or if it's in just a smaller environment. But even though I knew what was going to happen because I'd already seen it the night before, watching it in the cinema uh, when it was just me and like my kind of close family, it it was great. Mm-hmm. And I got, I, hit, I, and I got I hit in the face by Colin Baker's stomach. So <laughs> I still remember what I, what I was eating when I watched that episode. Same. Oh, it go was, on, uh, you go first, then. It was white chocolate and raspberry uh, cookies. Oh, I was eating salt and pepper chicken. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Fucking scouter. What, what were you two eating in when you watched this episode? That. I don't remember. I don't, I <laughs> it is ironic that I was eating I was, salt and pepper chicken. I was grieving for fuck's sake. I don't remember much from that period. Oh, like, well, were you eating like funeral sandwiches or something? Funeral? No, cake. that was two days ago. My nan got them. Oh, <laughs> funeral sandwiches—they're all like black bread and. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, it, when when it aired, I was um, I, my nan was babysitting like the road I'm on now. My auntie lives at the other end, so <clears throat> um, my nan was my nan lives next door to me. So my mum was in my auntie's house watching the kids. She sat there. And um, <laughs> just, just, just over there. But um, so she said I could watch it in her living room, like on the on the big telly, like with no one else in the house. Ooh. And I was like, nice, going to order some salt and pepper chicken. Nice. So it came, like literally like five minutes or something before it started. And then I just sat there buzzing, waiting for it. And I remember, yeah, because it's the only time I've ever done it. You know, all like the weird veg in the salt and pepper chicken, like onions and all that. I even oh, weird. Sc- I even scanned all that, like at the time, and I've I've never done it since. You came, so. And then you started eating the bags that they came in because you were just glued <laughs> to the screen. Yeah. Starting eating bits of, bits of a sofa, <laughs> the TV remote ah. gone. It was just you so good. Change the channel though. at that point. Yeah. And I, uh... Um, it, yeah, it's amazing. This episode is good. Even I know. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's a miracle. By it's mock- watchable. No, I'm joking. Got him, the dickhead. Got him. Um, yeah, it's so that the, the scene with the curator is still one of my favourite scenes of oh, the two. I can't ever. believe it's improvised. Like, oh, 
It's so good. I think it's, it? it's loosely scripted. Some it's, of it, the, uh, like... the bit where they're saying, oh, thank you very much, I think that bit's improvised. Yeah. I think the bit where he says, maybe I am you or you're me, that's yeah, a bit that, like, that is, improvised yeah. too. Who knows? So that's just no. Tom Baker. I think, I I think Tom would have turned up, just refused thing. to stick to the script, and they were like, okay, we'll just film a few takes. Well, and we'll just <laughs> with like that sort of thing, you can't really expect Tom Baker to come in and it's like, right, here's the script of what we want you to say as a doctor, and it's like, no, I know my doctor better than you, yeah, fuck yeah. off. I think I'll say, titties tingle. Terrence still like geeks out when he sees Peter Davis one. Because like, every time he'd see him, he'd think, oh, it's just my father-in-law, but then he'd be like, oh, the doctor... David Tennant geeks out when he looks in the mirror and he's like, oh! Do you reckon David Tennant <clears throat> would like to know the next reckon. part of the episode? What is it? Um, what, are we up to me now? Uh, yeah. To, uh, yes. Yeah. Should, we, should we do that? We move on to your number three. Yeah, one, your number, one, three. number three. David the Doctor. It's very good. Uh, my number three is The Doctor's Wife by uh, oh. Neil <laughs> Gaiman. Just kidding. Neil Gaiman. Um, yeah. Doctor's wife. It's very good. It is the best. We get the secondary console room popping up, so of course it's going to be on my list because that's just nostalgic, and I'm <laughs> I'm such a pushover uh, with nostalgia. Also, now. was part of a Blue Peter competition this episode. Yeah, that <laughs> it was. Uncle. I entered this competition. Uncle is one of the coolest action figures we ever made. Idris. Uncle comes awful. with a swappable head, lad. I know, it's so cool, but the Idris I figure looks like total shit. I lost my swappable head, and it was in a ball, and I don't know where the fuck it is, and I've moved room since, and I can't find it. Nephew, What's the great. other head? Um, it had the blue ear. Oh. I like so the... There's like this one with the balaclava round it, and then the, there's the one with the blue ear. I like which, the mystery of which the is Corsair, gone. and I like... Has Uncle got two left feet or something like that? Is that what Literally, yeah. lad, yeah. are you ready? It's great. Um, Very good. You've got Saran Jones is amazing. Uh, The Junk Tardis. Mm -hmm. I'm just naming things that are in the episode because there's that much stuff in the episode that is just good. Um, Michael Sheen. In the script, it was called the the Tosa's Lane at the end of the universe as well. Nephew. (laughs) You've got Rory getting old and lashing out at Amy because of the the way that House controls the, the time... The the what I can't quite explain it, but he basically can speed up and slow down time in different parts, can't he? He sends Amy in on a loop on herself, yeah. So that yeah. she meets Rory after he's been there for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. It's, mm-hmm. Oh, it's great! But that's a it, messed up. Bit. This episode, even though it's just a regular episode in series six, this would work as like a fiftieth anniversary. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if if the end this at a fiftieth anniversary, yeah. I'd be like, "Fuck me, that's amazing." Like, yeah, it comes I quite like about... uh, Neil Gaiman's award acceptance speech as well for this, because it was something like only a madman or a fool would try and replicate the success. So naturally, I'm on my third draft of a script. <laughs> and look how it turned out. Nightmare and Silver. Nah, oh. okay. that episode has amazing ideas, but obviously the budget proper fucked yeah. it over. And the if Neil Gaiman was given unlimited money, Nightmare yeah. and Silver. Would... It was going to be Seth and a carnival in like the fifties. Well, guys, I've, got, I've the got great news for you because I listened to this new podcast that just came out called the Shabocast. On episode one, they told me that Neil Gaiman would be interested in returning to Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Did we? In other news, I need a piss, so keep talking. And 
Keep Go, talking you off can, Dan's episode. Yeah, yeah, and you can move on to you can move on to Dan's thing. If oh, you, you just not give a shit about what I've got to say. Is that what it no, is? No, let's let's um, talk about the Doctor's wife more. I okay. love that they threw an ooh then just because of budget constraints. Yeah, and the old game was like, how can I not Where does it take place? A little pocket of the universe, isn't it? Like a, it's yeah. like the outside the universe. Yeah, he explains it as like imagine a bubble, like a bubble inside universe. of another bubble and forget that because it's nothing like that. It's like oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's it's awesome. It's great. Oh, Talk it's amongst yourselves. The best episode ever. Oh, now that Dan's gone, we can finally talk our mind. Yeah. Um. God. Oh, now we can a... say how much we love like ethnic minorities how, and women. How stinky he is! <laughs> oh, he's so stinky. He's Dan's He's so always, stinky, we can smell it through. Dan, Dan's always keeping us from talking about how how pro LGBT we are. And, and do you know what else I hate? <laughs> oh, he needs to he needs to tidy his bed properly. <laughs> oh, <and he's, laughs> he literally and hasn't made it. <laughs> he's, oh, and he's 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 he, oh, he's got a colours. yeah. Oh, he's got oh. his 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 um, and he's still he's stinking. He's big stinky boy. And he has and, one of those and... four plug adapters, but it's resting on one of his pillows. Unacceptable. Instead of the floor. Put it on the floor. You oh. horrible man. Oh, disgusting. And his He's... walls are sort of off-white. Oh. Oh, who does that? Camera. Who does that? No. Who has off-white walls? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in all my uni lectures, I've noticed everyone has white walls and I'm here with fucking blue walls like a child. Because you're a lunatic, you are. When my room was painted blue, I thought this would stand the oh, test sh- of time. Sh- sh- he's back, he's back, stop, stop talking. And that is why I'm banned <laughs> from the Royal Armouries in the Tower of London. And I, I never walked straight rooms. again. I might just cut there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, the Doctor's wife's just yes, so good. It's, it's, also, uh... Neil Gaiman was inspired with um, like house torture and the TARDIS. By a short story called I Have No Mouth, But I Must Scream. About like an AI that takes over the planet and wipes everyone out except for, like four people. And I also, continuously tortures them for food over hundreds of years. I also really like the alive. bit at the end where she's she's released <clears throat> back into her shell. And that makes me cry every time. Uh. Everything in this show makes you cry, Paul. You'd cry it like Cyberwoman or something like that. <laughs> that is a dead sad though. No, he doesn't cry at that. He gets other emotions. The dog was pissing on our tent. <laughs> right. Oh, um, um, should we move to anyway, my number three? Dan's number three. My number three. The I personally the best episode of Doctor Who, apart from two and one on my list, of yeah. course. <laughs> um that is the eleventh hour, Matt Smith's first episode. Ooh. The introduction um, of the objectively best doctor. Yes. Yes. My my friend and yours. I've never met him. Matt Smith. The best doctor. He's the he's top good. And he's this so this, good. Um, it's remark the amount of things this episode has to juggle. It's it's a new doctor. It's a new companion. It's a new showrunner. It's a new series threat. It's a series opener. It's so much this episode has to do. And, and it still it. manages to be like an amazing episode. And Stephen Moffat didn't contained. even give us a, a solid plot either. Like he said it himself, Jordan, the the, the watch along. Like he, he was like, oh yeah, I just sort of ha- had some ideas and, and, and filmed them and then we, we sort of just 
like made it into the plot by just throwing Prisoner Zero in or something. I was like, wow. Man. But um, um, my uncle yeah, watched so... this for the first time just the other day. Did he? Because obviously, I won't wait there. When um, I done one fantastic scene, he agreed to watch the series. Mm-hmm. So he's been watching through it, and he said he said something along the lines of like he was so excited. Like he was, he was so devastated the tenant had left, and like how different Matt Smith is. But he's so excited, and the episode's so good. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh, that's really interesting for the first. Like it, it really it gets you, it gets you on board with Matt Smith straight away, <laughs> straight out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and do you know so... what? Jeff needs to get a girlfriend, <laughs> as we all know. It's and it's it's so it's so like fast paced. Yeah, yeah, that thing is well with Matt Smith does the watching bit that's never seen again. Yeah, that yeah, way. The, like the, the, the stop motion, stop motion. time lapse sort of thing. Fire yeah. engine. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a fire yeah, engine. A Another great thing. Um, what name? Let's mention some other good. It's got a uh, an old woman in it. It's got. Olivia um, Coleman in it. The Olivia, the winner, just kind of be like. For for context, uh, Dan has put his eye next to his webcam, and so has Cameron now. Wow. Oh, if, if I go to my, if we all go, oh, and, and Paul has done it as well, but he's, he's wearing glasses, reflective glasses, so we, glasses, so we can see ourselves. See um, what more eyes drive? You'll never know. Blood. Yeah, this is so, it's. I'm just going to keep saying it's good. Um, it, it is good. It's, there is it's one thing great. that I don't like about it in hindsight. I'll kill you. I'll kill you, Cameron. I'll no, kill it's you just to one thing, but it's a yeah, whole problem with Moffat's overall thing. Of this makes the Doctor the all-powerful universal entity of I will strike fear in your heart, as opposed to the he's just a mad person with a box running around trying to do things. Well, he's he just is, bored. But he's also and... got a reputation. He can't. Yeah, but that. like most Doctors before this had been. Oh, I'm just bored, and I ended up saving a planet. And Whoops. like this, Moffat no. makes the I've doctor. Done it again. I will stand guardian over this planet for a thousand years because Ten... everyone is terrified oh. of me and my I reputation. Say, and I was going to say that's also in the Tenant era. So I watched Silence in the Library the other day, and that's how he gets another Moffat. The that is Moffat. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like but... Moffat makes the oh, doctor yeah. this all-powerful being. Yeah, well, he is. He's Jesus. Yeah, but... It's very difficult to have discussions with you, Paul, isn't it? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't like he this episode. Jesus. You're wrong. You're just wrong. It's it's the best episode ever. <laughs> what have I ever because said? Because if we look at this other episode written by the same person, you find yeah. the same mistake. As I was getting to before he's interrupted, I was going to go, but that is also written by Moffat, so yeah. Bruh. But, um... Oh, the cropping up Moffatism. Wonderful. But, I, I like um, how Cameron said I only have one problem with this episode: the entire ending. No, I, I said I did. have one problem with hindsight, which is more a problem with Moffat's overall thing. Mm. More a problem with Moffat's characterization. Plus, you you can say that about yeah. episodes, and it'd be a perfectly good complaint, like Orphan Fifty Five. Oh, the yeah, very, very, we pick very on that ending one of that much. episode is just a bit. Oh. I don't mind the ending, it's the editing that's fucking shit. Yeah, and the CG. Uh, but we're here to talk about... Usually a two-part of like. But yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, um, and Paul... what is the number two episode you like, Paul? Oh. We're down to number two oh. already, wow. Yeah. Oh! We're on number two. I just wanted to have a guess what my number two is. 
Is it? Is it Love? Am Monsters? I going to be doing the Shabocast drinking game? It's not <laughs> Love and Monsters. Love and Monsters is not my top five. I, I, I just it, love the episode. Is it the Doctor's wife? No, that's that's later. Is it? It's later. Is it? Woman who fell to earth. Darling. No. Nope. It's the Rings of Akathon. Oh, of course. Yeah. You love that <clears> episode. <throat> it's so good. The best. Well, it's the second best. But, um, <laughs> it's the best. But it's <laughs> my number two. But it's the best. All of these episodes <laughs> are the best. But, um, ah. Oh, it's. Do you know what, Dan? You're, go- you're, go- you're gonna stab me for this, but it's so good. <laughs> it's got, Can you it's say got, ed- anything else? <laughs> it's got everything you want from a Doctor Who episode. And right-handed, sorry. It's got um, a good. It's it's a good introduction to the companion. It's Clara's best it's got episode, good, it, and it's good. And the it's, episode is good. Clara's backstory is very well written. I like the whole leaf thing. Um, you get thrown on a planet with a weird sedition. Some great callbacks, absolutely filled with monsters, even though they defiled the Hoik's costume. Which which is fucking annoying, because um, now the Hoik's can't return. But everything you know about the, it, the music. The little girl. They could always remake the costume. Yeah, they could, and they probably will, and they'll get that guy to put it on again for two minutes. The long song's nice. The yeah. long song is my favourite song. It's not, it's one of them. But it's one, <laughs> it's one of my favourite songs from the entire show. And the music yeah, throughout the episode regeneration, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's like the long song as well as um. There's there's two others because it, it's in the um. It's in the day of the doctor soundtrack. Well, the day of the doctor slash time of the doctor soundtrack. So it's sends a lot the long song and I am information, which is a weird choice but yeah um it's i i i just like loads of people i all i see for this episode is mostly like hate but i i remember watching it and just it just blows me away every time it's so beautiful honestly i haven't seen my dad loves it as well since broadcast Neither have I. I've been meaning what? to go back on back to it mm. since broadcast. Yeah, that's why I can't. That's time. why I can't really say much because it's like, oh my god. I can say that the small singing child is the daughter of Alan Jones. Just about I to fucking say, say that. Nah. I can say the that she's in Horrible History is the movie. This yeah. is the trivia yeah. guy, yeah. not you. <laughs> Stay down there. <laughs> From my but, point um, of view, it's that way and that way. You, you got me right. Well, now you're now you're just pointing at. Po- oh, Ooh, sorry. Is it this way? Is Cameron here? Dan, yeah, Dan um, got it. That's... Dan got it. Bang well, on. From my point of view, the Jedi where your mic stand is. But yeah, anyway. Um, I also love. Do you know the mummy in the episode? Which, yes. Which, which looks slightly like a hoax, but isn't. Uh, grandfather but, um, or whatever he is. Yeah. Well, he's, he's credited as like the mummy. Grandfather. But he's basically just like a puppet, isn't he? And the speech, one of Matt Smith's best performances ever. Yes. Like, definitely one of my favourites. Chin chin. Um, even, ah, it's, it, get, it, it makes me cry every time, yeah, like, obviously, because I'm the most emotional person in the world, apparently. So, that's, that, the whole episode's just great. I love the stadium there. The CGI doesn't even look bad still, which is great. Like, the, the flying bike thing, and 
the the parasite god looks amazing. Um, it's just I've put it above Journey's and obviously has more spectacle on that. Yeah. But this episode's just like dead personal. Like in comparison, it's like a smaller stakes and that. But it's just so so good as like a single episode that it, it. I just I just love it more. It's like plus Smith's my favorite Doctor as well. So you know. Looking, looking back at pictures of this, it has got incredible production values, I will say. Honestly, it looks mad. Like, the markets and everything. Like, obviously, when I watched it as a kid, I didn't notice any of that. Like, in terms of how I do now. Like, the first time I really probably noticed how good the cinematography was, was Series 11, when they really upped their game. Like, But then going back during lockdown, when they'd done the watch-alongs, I was like, all of these episodes still have like phenomenal cinematography. Like apart from like the Eccleston era isn't the strongest because of like um badly dated green screen and stuff. Yeah, but you can't remember the name of that. Yeah, no. exactly. It's that you you get what it's going for. And all the outside shots still look good. Yeah. But um yeah, like I just really love the Rings of Acts and it's it's the most criminally underrated episode ever. With well. the speech though, during lockdown they did release a version of the speech by John Coleshaw as the fourth Doctor, which is also brilliant. And, oh, like, there's bits that. of the other Doctors doing their interpretations, and it is a speech mm-hmm. that would fit with any Doctor, clearly. Same as the Pandorica one. The, the Pandorica speech, you can hear... I think John Hurt has read it, uh, rest in peace, and Sylvester McCoy has read it as well. And they're two very interesting versions. Yeah. Especially the Sylvester McCoy one, because someone got that and put the music to it. Worlds, words win oh, I need, I need to have a look at that. that just give it a search after we finish recording because it's really interesting. It's like, yeah, that, that just works with every doctor. Cause it's, yeah, there was also yeah, um, with the there was also like a cover of a of like the long song done by a guy during lockdown. I oh, the massive fan one. Yeah, basically, yeah. like he didn't have an, a choir, so like he got loads of fans to send the thing in. And I, I did as well as cringy as it is, but I thought that look. Yeah, but um, it, well, it that's is what they have on, as the backing vocals for the you, John Coleshaw version. If you've still got yes. the video, Paul, can you send it me, and we'll put it at the intro of this podcast. Just <laughs> the, one, just of you. <laughs> oh, I haven't got no, no way. But um, look at that smoke. He definitely still has it. I hate the fact that someone's watched mine but isolated, so that they could fix it. Because it would have sounded horrible. But um, I'm trying to think what they done for um, the lockdown mini episode thing. I know what it was. Of it was Cameron's number two. Go. Wow. <laughs> Cut oh, me off my I'm, I'm joking. Wow. Um, what was that? I, I'm just trying Paul to Paul is find... still looking for stuff. Paul no, is did still they not stuff. do the I... long song in the speech for the lockdown bit? It must have been because not, there's nothing on the actual channel. But yeah, I assumed he'd done because I couldn't remember it. Like, because Neil Gaiman done one for the Doctor's Wife and that, which was amazing. But yeah, this did, this got the long song cover thing, which is great as well. But yeah, the long song, eh, not the long song, the Rings of Athen. If you if you think it's shit, go and rewatch it. And prepare to have your mind blown. Is it Paul? Would you say it was godly? Yes. Yeah, my number two is Dalek. Oh, Dalek. Dalek. This had to come Exclamation up. Mark. This, this one had to come up at some point in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, because it's amazing. It was so important that they got these things right. 
Yeah. And they didn't they didn't even know if they could use them, didn't they? They had to use the they were yeah. thinking of using the Tokwa thing because they couldn't they didn't know if Terry Nation's a state. Yeah, and then agree. Like the um final was also different as well. And that was yeah. meant to be the Cybermen or something originally, wasn't it? Oh wow. I can't remember. Um, oh yeah, they were good. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was mentioned <laughs> oh, well. during one of the lockdown watch-alongs, which, yeah. but um, yeah, it's Dalek because it's like it's got the perfect setting in the series where it comes. Like it's not too early, it's not too late. Mm-hmm. It and with saying during the Doctor Dancers discussion a bit earlier, you do get some brilliant Christopher Eccleston acting here. Um. Like you... just because it, it turns out he's quite a good actor. Yes, he. <laughs> Which, funnily enough, he is. If you've seen For the Dark World, you'll know. But uh... yeah, <laughs> oh, I've got that Northern Elf. Not yeah. even. He's I forgot talking about absolute that one. fucking gibberish, but yeah. it's still with that Northern it's still accent. Still with the Northern accent. <laughs> yeah. This shows what the Doctor would have gone through in the Time War, in the bits that we didn't see in mm-hmm. Day of the Doctor. Yeah, and like. It is the PTSD of, oh, I thought I killed them all. Well, I better finish the job. Shit gun, shit gun, shit gun. Now, here we go. Pointing a gun at it. Yeah, hairdryer. Like, yeah. And, like, it knows what it has to do. And it's just, like, the path it chooses to get to the end point of the Doctor showing mercy to a Dalek. Mm-hmm. Have, there, have any of you boys listened to Jubilee? Not yet. The X-Men Not. character? <laughs> or the London Underground no, line. The, um, the big Finnish story that that Rob Sherman wrote. I think he, yeah. No. Did he write it before or after Chimes of Midnight? After I think. Give it a listen because it's um, it's basically what what got adapted into Dalek. Um, it's the Sixth Doctor, doesn't it? Yeah, Sixth Doctor. Um, it's, I've, it's I've not heard like, it. There's a lot of things where it's like, oh, they went on and reused that, but it's not. Is it's it very different similar. though? That, that's um, one of the ones that comes up a lot as one of the best of Big Finish. It's really I've good. Heard. It's definitely... I'd, I'd put it up there with Chimes of Midnight. Because so. there's an interview with... Um, we're just plugging stuff now. Um, Stu Bagsall did a video with, with Robert Sherman. And he talks about Jubilee and Chimes of Midnight. And then Dalek. And like <clears throat> how it was getting a story he'd written for audio. And kind of adapting it. And figuring out what he was going to do for that. Um Give that a listen, it's really cool. But yeah, Dalek yeah. is <clears throat> fantastic. Uh, I've got um, two things. One, have you noticed how often there's like an alien device in the RT, in, in the Russell T. Davies era, and it turns out to be like a musical instrument? Delicate. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure, do you know in Sarah Jane, the star power gives her... Cameron's watched it recently, so we all know. Um, is, that, is that thing that he gives her a music? She gives her a musical. The instrument? weird bit that she gives him at the start of Enemy of the Bane. Yeah. No, that's just a really fancy mobile phone. Oh, was it? Yeah. I was gonna. I, I thought that was, but then there's an episode in Torchwood where they, they think there's like a bomb or something, and it turns out to be a musical instrument. And then in Dalek, there's that thing that turns out to be a musical instrument. But um, the I other thing I, I was gonna that. say. Uh, this is a reference well, to music. Yeah. How how well do you think it was a cameo from Murray Gold? Yeah. How, how well do you think um, series one would have turned out if Dalek had the Toplophane and the finale had the Cybermen? Because it, it would have been, it would have been well. very different. Yeah, it would have been quite weird. 
it wouldn't mesh as well, would it? Like th- with the time war and everything yeah. coming. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and like also the the build up of like oh Jesus Christ this is one Dalek and then the reveal that there's a whole fleet at the end that yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't have the same yeah like punch to it. Mm-hmm. And then obviously if the Cybermen showed up the Master would have showed up and then <laughs> Le- 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 legally he has to legally yeah. he, he's he's obliged <laughs> he's much well, obliged. Uh, is that the Cyberman? Well, I suppose I'll lead them. Fine. There's a Cyberman helmet in this episode, though, from Revenge of the Cybermen. There is. Which is yeah. really cool. They're yeah, that's what I was as well. So, like, they'd have planted the seed for the Cybermen, technically, but, like, in the most Chris Chibnall way possible. <laughs> Where it's, it's a different type of Cyberman than what we get in the Russell T Davies era, I think though. it was also oh, quite yeah, clever. Oh, yeah, it's not parallel. Quite clever to yeah. open the episode with, hey, do you remember these things that were a bit silly? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Look how, look how weird it looks in modern day. Oh, by the way, here's one of those things that you probably saw. Your dad had one on the shelf or something like that. And look how powerful it is now. And they try and take the pit because no one watched Remembrance of the Daleks, so they try and take the piss out of the Daleks not being able to climb stairs. And then they just yeah. tackle that head on. They go, no, it can fly. And yeah, yeah. I know they do it in Remembrance, but people aren't yeah. going to either people remember. People don't it. remember that. Yeah, mm. so that was great. Also, the... this place, this episode takes place in Salt Lake City Salt in Lake 2012. City. Which is yeah. also the same year and place as Lake the Slant, start yeah. of the moon Book of one. Mormon. Impossible Astronaut. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lake right. Slant, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it's Utah, not... Utah. Well, isn't Wait, that 2011? No. Are you sure? 2012, because... yeah. They're both set in 2012 yeah. in the same state. It came, came out in 2011. When, when did Book of Mormon come out? Because that's also what set in Salt Lake City. There's not an episode of Doctor Who, Paul. It's a is musical. Is Star Wars I'm set in Salt Lake City? <laughs> I think so. Dan, Dan you're number two. My... No, you're number two. Dan. Another Dan. My number two yeah, I know that. is Pardon also me. a Series 1 episode. Oh. And it's called Ooh. Boomtown. Love it. Oh. This is the episode that was on quite a tight budget, and you can tell. Um, oh. <laughs> but I'm just going to throw some things out there like I did with the last few that I've talked about. Scooby-Doo Chase. She's climbing out the window, <laughs> isn't she? You've got the Doctor and Don eating dinner, and her you know trying to make eye contact with them. Chase, Don? What? You know what other episode does a Scooby-Doo Chase? Oh, no, no, um, don't do this. Don't do uh, that. You've got the, the rift, seconds. setting up the rift, introducing the idea that Tyler oh, yes, needs to refuel outside the Millennium yeah. Center. No, they set up the rift in Unquite Dead. Oh, yeah. Well, they show it. Um, <laughs> you've got... Uh, what's Jack say? Something about why... Why? Do, what are all these people thinking? Why are all, all, all these aliens? With me? Oh, they're probably what's, wondering what, what four people are doing inside a tiny wooden box. Yeah. Captain Jack's on fire in this one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he famously meets River Song. So. Yeah. Um, God, it's just so good. I just like it. I we like... get the start of the heart of the TARDIS being able to do things, which would come into play, which you've, is amazing. You've got later I, on. I'm blanking on the name completely, but you've got the the space surfboard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Margaret is planning to blow up Cardiff. 
because and then, then surf her way out like shitty film with her. Yeah, and that became a game apparently, an online like flash game what? where you could surf on as that, Margaret. Oh on a, on How did I never see this? Um, Look it up now. I don't know anything about it, but I've heard that it was a thing. I thought, thought I played every food? game on the Doctor Who website. I even played Sudo- the the Sudoku Doctor Who. Judo- How did Sudoku? I never see that? Who? Sudoku. Yeah, Boomtown is like midnight in that it was written quite quickly. What well, well, first when you mentioned midnight? Low bid, oh god, is this coming mm-hmm. up? Um, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, you it had a difficult job, and but I, every time I watch it, I just <clears throat> I just grin because uh, it's just so fun. As me, me mate Ed says, if you don't enjoy Boomtown, you need to just start enjoying life. Yeah. <laughs> and they turn her into an egg, and they take her back home for a second chance. You get, you get, Rose. and you're going to steer in journeys, and you get the whole thing about Trisha Delaney and Rose actually realizing that she has just left Mickey, and she comes back telling him about all the amazing places they've been, like Woman Wept, which is from one of the books, and all of this stuff. And he, he's what just... he mentioned one of the books, Woman. Well, she talks about going to Woman Wept, and one of the books later on. I think is uh, yeah. I, I imagine it would be someone retroactively. So it's retroactively right, put yeah. in, but it's quite clever. Um, it's really cool. I love Boomtown. And... Very, very quickly. Yeah, Cameron. It was Seth in two thousand and eleven. Well, fuck you. It's the it also, this is the bit. It, this separates. This is a nice bit of a breather between the two two parters. You've got the one Dan was mm-hmm. talking about before, and you've got the massive finale. And this is just a nice little space. Was this one before the finale? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. They just... uh, Yeah. yeah. And then obviously... This is the only, like, Jack episode that's not the finale or The Empty Child and The Doctor Dancers. Yeah. Which is weird. You really do get a taste in that that they've been on other adventures and stuff. Mm. And I I think they do go on a few more things, canonically, before the finale, because... I think the finale starts off with her saying um, that they were just they were just out somewhere, and then suddenly they're yeah. in the game station. Rather than oh well, we were going to they'd just been somewhere in the TARDIS, and they were yeah. about to go somewhere else, and then yeah, it's cool. I really like Boomtown, Boomting. Um, but uh, yes, there was a Slovene Surfer online game. Yeah, I haven't been able to find it in my quick Google, but I did find some Wikipedia pages about it. Someone's probably made a Roblox version by now. Subway surfer, but with the Slothian. This It's been a long time since I've seen it. I think I remember enjoying it. It's a good one. It's, it probably is a good one. It's just a little bit of whatever. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to disappear can, for a yeah, second. It also now. works quite well. It's Series 1 is one of those where you can skip certain parts. If you want to watch like a trilogy in Series 1, you could watch the first two Slothian episodes and then watch Boomtown. And that's it. You've got mm-hmm. a nice little box set. Or you yeah. could watch oh, Cam- the Jacks. Cameron has you done. could watch all the Jack stuff together, which is just how the series runs. You could watch um The Unquiet Dead and then Boomtown and that's the rift that ties yeah. those two together. Series yeah, one is great is, for that. It's quite tight in, in that yeah. way, isn't it? Yeah, you can you can watch stuff so that it you, you can see how it ties Mickey together with all of it and Mm-hmm. Yeah, series one's great for that kind of one. Not wanting to binge the whole series, but if you want to put three of them on, you can choose. Okay, what do I want to thread them together with? And people don't talk about yeah. that enough. 
Because no other oh, series, no other series does that. I think from the top of my head. No, I can't think of no, one. Like, yeah, maybe uh, Gridlock and the time the two part at the what? end. But no. No, he's back. He's back. There's Cameron. Well, it's funny you mentioned Boomtown was very similar to Midnight before, uh-huh. because my number two mm-hmm. is Midnight. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? You seem to have. I think Dan has broken. Uh huh. Uh huh. Does Paul mm. realise he's talking whilst muted? Yeah, Paul, you have muted yourself. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was going to say it's ironic because you've both called Dan and you've both got number two spots that you've both mentioned in your number two That's spots. That's not what irony oh. is. Well, it's, it's a coincidence. What is it? It's an ironic yeah, coincidence. It's, it's, it's ironic that you're a dickhead. Got him. Um, a dickhead. <laughs> Uh, what what is uh, midnight. midnight? Yes, it's midnight. We've been recording for that long. We've, we've been recording for. <laughs> it's only half now. Um, right. Yeah, midnight is. It's a special episode, I think. Oh, it's not really. Uh, I don't know what it's I'm. Not a, what it's a regular series episode. I don't know what point I was trying to make there. Um, it's a companion light. Yes, it. That that should not be a thing. I think it, it's one of the. Rare times where I said not rare. I'm I'm starting so many points here and then realizing the wrong <laughs> nonsense. Um, do with me and just say it's very good. Uh, and I think it's very good. End of point. <laughs> um, I think so. Th- this episode had like a massively reduced budget. They essentially it just had to do a, a bottle. A episode double back one with turn left, wasn't it? Written over a weekend, spent, I think. Because they spent all the money on Journey's <clears> End. Yeah. Um, also, I can't, like... I can't remember who said this, but uh, someone—I <clears throat> think it was Chris from the Big Damn Cast—pointed out this would be a really cool episode to do on stage with all of the oh, dialogue. And I thought, yeah. that's amazing! You've just got like the one set, and it takes place in real like, time as well, little... doesn't it? Be great! Oh no, wait, no, it doesn't at all. That's completely wrong. Yeah, characters. So they just went into the corridor of BBC Studios and got Carol from EastEnders and Mel. <laughs> Jethro. 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 Uh, what you what's, too, the, Jethro. what's the thing? And we say, we say, where's the pool? And he says, the pool is abstract. <laughs> and everyone just pisses themselves. It's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I watched um, Midnight the other day, actually. It's great. This, this episode and my number one often... They frequently switch places, I find. Um, it's just good, isn't it? It's a good episode. I've become Paul. Oh, I, no. I have a mate who doesn't... A mate? He, he, used, to, he used to like Doctor Impossible. Who, and he doesn't watch it anymore, although now he's he, he's re-watching it. So you never know, he might come to enjoy the later series. But every single time I'd mention Doctor Who, he'd go, Ah, oh, Midnight's like the best episode ever. And then later on, he'd message me going, watching Midnight. <laughs> Even though he, he no longer watched it, he'd always just go back for Midnight all the time. I love that you never see the the, the creature, the thing. Yeah. Like, and it's not that it's without, you know, it's not that you Imagine. can't perceive it, because people do see it, but you just don't, it's left, it's left open-ended, I like that. Imagine it's the same creature from Listen. Check out our Listen episode. Don't check out our Listen episode. Don't. That was a terrible episode, wasn't it? No, I think that was a pretty great. good episode, actually. Oh, right. Have you um, seen that? They I'm just walk into the BBC 
corridor to get the other actors. It's also got David Troughton in, who appeared in Curse of Peladon. Oh. Check out that well, episode check as well. Out that episode. That's, see, I think that's our best episode yet. David yeah. Troughton's famously that just chained to the BBC corridors because he's the son of Patrick Troughton, and that's right. <laughs> they can't let him out. Paul, um, we've gone yeah. uh, we've gone a quite a length of time without you doing a, a faithful and accurate impression. So, could you please do a Patrick Troughton <laughs> saying, "Oh dear"? Let me just. Um, David Troughton and D. Is it D. D. It is D. D. Yeah. And oh, um, you've got the the the. This is genius the the hostess who isn't named no one ever knows her name she was just the hostess because mm. no one really talked to her and she forces them to like absorb the entertainment she pulls down the screen and puts this really like all all of these like really um flashing lights and you know different screens <clears throat> and loads of music on and stuff like that and she's just like enjoy enjoy like that and she's uh that is it's just so funny and that's it, the most heartbreaking part of the episode though like, do you know when they're waiting for the the, the things to come and pick them up the, after, after they've defeated like... the entity, and it's they just sat there in silence. So like, what was then the doctor goes, "What's her name?" And like, no one knows. No one thought to ask her. Yeah, mm. oh, God, that's it's... just heartbreaking. And Rose on the monitor. I remember watching that go out. Ah, oh, Rose that, on the monitor. It's mad that that's just there. Like, what? Every time I rewatch series four, because it's me my favourite series. I don't just rewatch series four. I rewatch them all. Like, like in order, but like whenever I get to series four and I'm watching it and I just see Rose somewhere, I'm always really angry. I'm like, what? So like, and it's like when I rewatched Midnight the other day, I, I I'm still surprised when she turns off. I was I was just watching it and I was like, there's Rose, and I was like, that that was that was a YouTube ad, but I was Wonderful. like, oh, there's Rose, no way. Like proper, like took me by yeah, surprise, even though I've seen it loads. But yeah, brilliant. Love it. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I I thought I would have more to say about this episode, but yeah, I... Cameron, you have anything to say um, about this episode? Um, no, as everyone else has said, it's just a really good episode with what they have, and I feel like Doctor Who, on really tight constraints like this, gives some of the best mm. that they have, like this, Blink, to an extent, Love and Monsters, it's where um, it's comfortable. To an extent. It's where the show yeah. is comfortable as a as a Yeah. I don't know what it is, but there's something about it not being cinematic and having mm-hmm. loads yeah. of money thrown at it and stuff like that. There's something about it has this charm. And when you've just got the, the just the one set and yeah. a supporting cast of people and they've all got their own Like less than ten traits. characters. Yeah, you spend yeah. so much time and developing it's, them and it's, it's not even limited to Doctor Who, I would say like Across the board, really, when when you like impose, impose limitations on something, that's when it gets the most creative and the most interesting. Yeah, it's when it yeah. starts pushing and yeah, because yeah. when you have to come up with the best, like most creative solutions to stuff. Yeah, right. So Should I've we... got, that, uh, got that impression you just wanted. I think. Here we go. Here it is. <laughs> Work off this very quickly, then. Wonderful. <laughs> oh dear. Is that it? Okay, number ones. The, oh, the, lights, what is... the lights go down yeah. and the spotlight will be... Paul. This will be an unpopular pick. I can just feel it. Should we have a drum oh, roll? No. Let's have a little drum roll. It feels like a oh, while since we've had second. a drum roll on this podcast because no randomizer lately. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, he's oh, off to get his, his climbing into his bed. He's just moved the girl out of the way. He's grabbed his drumsticks. A drum roll. Paul, just put your hand up when to stop, I guess. Your number one episode of Doctor Who is in the forest of the knife. Is this a joke? No. This not a joke? No, Capaldi. Are you joking? No. Is this a joke? No. No, Show me your list. Have you got your list? Please show me. This can't be real. Are you joking? Listen, I know it's all opinion, but I'm genuinely shocked. Like, really? Are you sure? Yeah, it's it's Capaldi's best performance did you, did ever. You spell like Heaven Sent wrong or something. <laughs> it's, um, it's it's actually the Doctor's wife, obviously. Oh, <laughs> thank God. How is it? Imagine. Oh. I, I don't even in, in the forest at the night. Remember, kids, don't take your medication because you might be a psychic yeah. being. <laughs> Remember, kids, don't take your medication because your dead uh, sister's living in a book. Well, since we've already discussed the Doctor's wife, uh, Paul, do you, do you, do you just want to say it's very good and I enjoyed it, and then we can move on? I <laughs> um, actually have stuff that's not that. It is just, do you know what? Neil Gaiman's my favourite writer ever, mainly because of this episode alone. It, and then his actual stuff's just amazing. But he just has this chance at his writing that just. Just mad. Like Moffat went for the fairy tale vibe in series one, but like, and he didn't right. uh, series five. Sorry, like how I meant his first series. Be sorry. Um, and then in <clears throat> series six, it went really there. But then the Doctor's wife encapsulated it again, as well as encapsulating the feel of the entire series, like ever. And it's just, it's just the perfect, the perfect. Episode of the show, basically, the, the like Doctor's it, wife. It is just the Doctor. It, it's a love letter to the, the entire show, and it encapsulates everything that's good about it in the best way possible. So yeah, the best episode ever, unmatched by anything it, else. It's weird you were talking about that then, as though we hadn't already spent ten minutes talking about the Doctor's <laughs> wife. We can always talk more about the Doctor's wife. <laughs> we can always talk more about the Doctor's wife. Next week we're doing uh, the Doctor's wife episode. Okay, well. Cameron. Yes. Cameroon. Cameroon. What is your number Cameron pick? For the Doctor End Day? of Time Part 1 okay. and 2. Really? Yeah. I'm so glad you said I'm Part so 1. I'm so glad that... Because all I see is people shitting on Part 1. They're like, oh, oh it... the Master's gear. Fuck off. Just enjoy it. It's good for the reasons, like I sort of said, in Midnight Part 1, because it's got limited cast. Midnight Part 1? There's a Part 2. <laughs> yeah, in the forest of the midnight. <laughs> yeah, the perfect like, encapsulation of both episodes. Part one of the end of time. It's got a limited cast, doesn't have that many locations, and it is basically they were saving the budget for part two. <clears throat> yeah, when they had way. to get all of those John Sims. <laughs> they, so they many spent, John Sims. They have John Sim, and that costs a lot. That one. Yeah, and like they had to do all the different shots of him at like the Obama press thing, where it's just like him having to do that for like a day, just different costume changes, and then just there clapping. Really? Yeah. Like that, that was a composite shot of like twenty different shoots. <laughs> do you remember in that episode where Obama was going to fix the economy? Yeah, that's what, what that speech was about. Oh, was it? Yeah, I yeah. He's going to gonna fix the global what? economy as well, not just America. To fix everything. You know what? If anyone could, Obama could. 
I don't. Yeah. Um, I, that's not true. Um, just great, isn't he? Well, they all had issues. Yeah. Oh, war um, and political. I mean, <laughs> Never there are some bits of it that are a bit dodgy, like the Johnson masks that they had extras wearing for some of the transformation scenes. And they're just weird because they're really rubbery. Ah, oh, no, he's going to turn into John Sim. Dinner time. Not working. Oh, it's me. What a lad. Dinner time. I fucking love when he scans like, them to homeless people. They're just, so they're just, they're just the skeleton of the woman <laughs> burning. Yeah. And, like, we get to see a different take on this version of the Master as well because it's like he's more. Like Heath Ledger's Joker in a way, but well, better. Yeah, uh, um, I wouldn't go that far. I would. He's a bit like Heath Ledger's Joker with like his no, I insanity bits. I don't think. I think he's a good Joker, but you know, not not on steaming hot takes here. Well, no, I think I Jesus I love Christ, him, but I Doctor I, Who: The I End like of Time, Part One and one Part Two. <laughs> yeah. And we get yeah. to see more of the Time War because we hadn't really seen much of it at this point. And, like, the Rassilon's council chamber bits are taking place at the same time as the Day of the Doctor. Well, we get the woman as well, don't we? Yes, we get the woman. What Who is, is the woman? The, the doctor's woman. woman. Because Pardon this me. is the woman, but she's a different the woman to the woman in Heaven Sent. A woman? Yeah, but... The- Again, it's not, it's not been confirmed that it's his mum. It's just it's left open-ended, well, but I think Russell It's said, the Rani! I'm said, sure Russell said that was the intent. It's the Rani! He, he said that he wrote it... It is the Rani, though. I think he said something like he wrote it, in, bearing in mind that it could be interpreted that way, or something weird like yeah. that. Like he's not straight, straight up said, yes, this is supposed to be her. He's left it open, but let's it's face like it, It's like when Kibnall wrote that it, um, it was Russell on and... Omega with Tachtayun. Then again, like, I, I, I there's the idea that it's Susan. Yeah. It could be. No, but if you were going to do Susan, you'd want like... to get Caroline Ford to do it. I know, yeah. True. And he's cut off because he's Russell C. Davies. Yeah. But, like, we get different bits of Gallifrey, like the, like, white point star, is it? The little diamond thing, and yeah. you, we have the guy mm. as Rassilon, Timothy Dalton. The the woman doing the colouring in. Yeah, the... <laughs> she a soothsayer or something? Something like yeah. that. She just writes yeah. really fast. And it's but, just... Um, it's a different version of the time that we get. And, like, how the Doctor... You sort of see why he killed all of the Time Lords, because they had gone a bit mad, and it's like, yeah. this war will end one way or another. So he just but, kills um, them all. Yeah. I, what was I going to say? <laughs> I... Master's weird hand beam thing. Oh, it was about the master. I, I, I see a lot of people like I've I've always regarded this like I said, regeneration episodes is the best episodes. So I've always regarded this as one of the best. And then so have all my mates. And then I found out that people don't really like part one or the way the master was written as a whole. And I was like, what the fuck is going on in life where I mean, people don't a, enjoy the end of life? You can go around in circles, especially with videos like this, just going, how does someone like, how do you like that? But it, that's just, yeah. that is taste. That is just what it is. Yeah. You like what you like. Um, 
people listening to this will have wildly different top fives to us, or they'll have something very similar. Great, let us know. I'd be, I'd love to. Even though Paul joked before about in, in the Forest of the Night, there is someone out there who has that in their top five. As and weird as they are, an idiot in the top five. But it, it, it's that shows how what the show is like because it can be so different for so many different yeah. people. So, yeah. Um, in the in the edit, Dan, can you put like a, a swelling, like inspirational music? Beneath that speech, you just made. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I'm cutting it out now. But yeah, Doctor Who is a oh, lot of things for a lot of people. Like for some people, it's just a TV show they watch. For other people, it's something that consumes their life until they make a podcast with it with three other random people on the internet. Yeah, he'd do that. That's, that's I know, right? That's... Weirdos would do that. Get a line. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we discuss Um, and although it is a bit, speaking of cringy, it is a bit cringy at the end, like the Doctor's goodbye, but. I enjoy it. Again, it's earned. It's earned. I like that he goes back to 2005 and sees Rose when she's very clearly had work done. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And (laughs) Jackie. She's very clearly what? What? She had a teeth done. You can tell tell in Series 4 that Billy Piper's had work done, but. Yeah, I thought I've. Even even now, just looked like an almost different person. But like you get the bits with Donna, uh, and it like the bit where it's like, oh, I needed a few quid, so I just popped back in time and saw. Oh, that is a that is a lovely bit. Ross. I was gonna say Ross Noble. That's a comedian yeah. from South Shields. Yeah, that's the guy who rides motorbikes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that yeah. speech, so, the like, the little conversation they have on the ship thing. about him being proud if he'd be proud if he was oh, his dad. Well, yeah, good my young Will's almost crying, and he's like, "You get that? Yeah. You take this good." I'm like, "Ah, oh, don't and, like, do it to me, Will." The bits of the woman talking to Wolf about his service during the war and stuff, because that for oh. Bernard Cribbins, as someone who was in national service at the end of World War Two, like it was a, a brief period, but he was still in service during World War Two, and it's just like that's his proper emotion from <clears throat> a former parachute regiment serviceman from that war. And and he'd never like Bernard Cribbins has never killed anyone either. No, as so, far as we know. Very <laughs> well, we he, know. Never, he never yeah. killed anyone. There's a reason why Jack Norrie was cancelled. Should we move on to your number one, Dan? Yeah. Have you actually finished? Have you finished talking? Yeah, about I'm, it? I'm finished. Yeah. Like Dan, I like that episode. Pleasantly what surprised is your by number, number one? one your biggest um, number favorite number one. Biggest. You'll have noticed at some point, episode. fellow podcasters and dear listener, that I went very quiet <laughs> while. Uh, the other three were talking about a certain episode because I knew that I, this it, that it'd be my number one. So I just kind of stood back for a bit um, and let and you guys leave. The forest of because the night. it's the eleventh hour. The eleventh hour. It's my my favorite episode of the modern series of Doctor Who. Um, God, where's this to is going to be a pain in the ass episode to do when we have to do top five classic Who. Oh God, no! I, I can't spoilers. My favourite is the Five Doctors, do and it always will be. <laughs> spoilers. Um, my favourite is the Brain of Morbius, and it always will be. Edge of Destruction. That's my favourite. No. Hey, fuck off. The Caves, of Caves of Megalodon. Caves of Megalodon. Yeah. So, yeah, the eleventh hour is. Um... Oh God, I don't so, even know where to an begin. Of Doctor Who, because I just love it that much. It's the eleventh um, hour. When it when it was going out, um, oh, where did it go? Like the the 
lead up to it and the trailers for Series 5 and stuff like that, um, in fact, I can remember a TV channel showing the Series 5 trailer. It was the red button, like the channel, the red button on my mm-hmm. TV. Um, and then they showed the clip from the episode of him hanging out the TARDIS just before he flies over Big Ben and nearly loses his balls. It was just that <laughs> first bit with the music and everything. It's all right, they would have regrown. Oh, and, um, yeah, they would have actually, wouldn't they? Cause imagine, if so, imagine if Jack turned up with his balls in a jar. <laughs> Look, you can grow another version of yourself okay. in, a, in a flask. The testicle um, doctor. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I love Series Five so much just because I was the perfect age for when it came out. Um, but yeah, the eleventh hour. Just I remember. I can't remember. I can remember watching bits of Series Five when it went out, and I can remember being so excited for this episode. Um. And like you said, it's it's the perfect like opener, especially to someone who wanted to start watching the show, um, yeah. but maybe didn't enjoy Rose, or maybe didn't have that much time. I suppose, and uh, like if I was going to show someone the show for the first time, I'd show them Rose, and if that wasn't their cup of tea, I'd show them the eleventh hour because mm. I think it just does such a good job at bringing you <clears throat> up to speed yeah. and what, what setting the first, setting though? the fairy tale tone. Uh, good point, the actually. No, it'd probably be Smith and Jones. Or like oh. I think or, Smith or and Jones five. would be a good place to start for someone. But... Would actually, but I, I meant like in terms of first doctor, you wouldn't show them deep breath. I can tell you that right now. No, um, deep breath's good, I, but no, I, I, it's not like jumping this. The pilot. This episode. Show them the pilot. Sorry, go on. The pilot. This episode for me, like at the time, because I've, I've been watching Doctor Who. Like since I was five up up to that point, and this was like 2010, so yeah. I was like always a massive fan of it. But I I know this point marked like I, I the way I loved the show changed. Like I became like massively into it. It became everything I was. Um, like this is when the show really clicked for me as a ten year old. Um, I only started watching with series six because you're then... a fake fan. Well. What watch was Shame only on you playing for not knowing about it earlier. <laughs> like the RT, the Russell. I keep going to say RTD, and I just can't bring myself to RTD say RTD team. But um, the Russell T Davies era. So when I was going to school once, because there was a Morrison's like right next to it, I found like series one, series five, volume one, like three quid or something, and series five, volume two, and maybe I think that was. A, but I bought them, and I, I, I proper loved it, you know. But um, and then I got volumes. Did the other remaining volumes a couple of years later, and then just gave them to me, mate, and bought the series as a whole, so that I didn't have it in like four different DVD slots. Yeah, yeah, but I um, a great I love. I I think I love everything about this episode. I can't really put like my finger mm-hmm. on anything where I'm like, oh, that's a bit weak. Um. And I know it's not perfect. I know there's probably issues that reviewers will have with it that will notice, but I I just like it. Like, I know we've said it too many times in this podcast, but I do just like it. Um, I just like it. I remember remember that TARDIS interior. That's the thing I was most excited for. Even though the show itself was changing so much, and we had a new companion, a new Doctor, and a new outfit, and Sonic Screwdriver, and and TARDIS exterior, and and new monsters, all of that stuff. 
um, all of the stuff you see in the Series 5 trailer, I was most excited to see this <coughs> in TARDIS. And my grandma got, I think it was the Radio Times or something at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And inside that, or inside the newspaper it came with, there was a, there <coughs> were two pages, and a spread across it was this like never-seen-before picture of it from this lower angle. Yeah. So you couldn't quite see the top platform where everything happened, but you could see this big green boiler-looking thing, you know, because oh, they had the double yeah. that rings all, the, all the pools of, like, black, whatever it was, and all of these, like, wires hanging down. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever that the show... Was that changing, and I could remember most it. Most under wraps when they have a new f- thing is like the TARDIS interior. Like they'll show the Doctor in their outfit and the exterior and their sonic screwdriver because the merchandise will get leaked. But like they keep the interior under wraps the most. I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. with this, and then with series 11's the Thirteenth Doctor's one, like. For some reason, the TARDIS interior is the most yeah. heavily kept secret thing, and that one is because it's gorgeous. just really cool. And yeah. The thing is, I'm not. It's not in my. It's not my number one because it's because of the episode itself necessarily. It's more that when I watch it, I'm taken straight. Hey, it's like that bit in, with it's it. that bit in Ratatouille where he eats it and he goes back in time. <laughs> it's just like that every single time I hear Amy's theme or something like that. I'm straight back into my living room at like. How old was I? 10, 11, something like that. And I'm just gone <clears throat> blown away every time by it. It's, it's, it's weird as well, because it'll be... Obviously, it's the first time it changed in the modern series, like the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you wouldn't have been expecting it as a kid. So, like, when it actually did happen, you'd have, obviously it didn't happen for well, me, because I started... even when the classic the Doctor regenerated, he didn't really change well. his TARDIS. Yeah, it's just, like... Obviously, like, as a kid, you wouldn't have been aware... Of, the classic series, much in that. I, I'd but seen, like, I'd seen bits of the older stuff. I wasn't really interested. I'd seen the TV you, movies. You've never have had cool. like the excitement and like not knowing mm. of yeah. like seeing a new Thardis. And like, my favorite, if I was a my kid, I wouldn't thing, even that. My favorite thing about that interior is that it's not symmetrical. Yeah, no, no. which which I think the the newer Tardises tend to be a bit too neat. And I like mm-hmm. that it looks very organic. You've got all of this coral that kind of looks like it's bruised in places because it's kind of growing. And uh, I love I, that so I love much. The doctor has to fucking beat us with a hammer. And I love yeah. the I love the crack in the wall. Um, I know it doesn't make sense looking back at it, right. and you know no one can say what it was exactly because it changed every story. But the the stuff <laughs> in Amy's room, um, her praying to Santa was a bit odd. Never yeah, but what are you going to do child? when you? No, I'm not. I'm. I'm just like. I just remember. No, I, was like, I, I like the like complete Santa. incongruity of like she's praying to Santa at Easter. Yeah, I, I yeah. like. I'll... Yeah, it's Easter now. I hope I didn't wake you. Do you know? Um, yeah, hope really I didn't cool. wake you. Do you know? Um, what I don't get about the cracks, obviously. So this is a classic Moffat contradiction. Episode one. He says, if I, if I knocked that wall down, the crack would still be there. Mm. Episode 2, Starship UK, you see it flying through space and there's a crack on it that, that moves with the ship. Yeah, and you're like, well, that's out well, the window, well, isn't it? Here's the thing, Paul, when we talk about um, relativity, and uh, because there's no, there's no such thing as absolute space. Because everything's moving the, all the time. The thing is, you can't criticise the crack for that. The thing you should be cr- yes. criticising the crack for is what it it's, actually is. 
Is it a portal? Yeah. Is it time being torn apart? Is it where Gallifrey yeah. is? Is it where the TARDIS is exploding? Is it where per- Amy's parents are? Is it an, is it mm-hmm. a prison with the Atraxi? Makes no sense. But isn't it, the story I love so much. Well, so. let me explain a few of them, Dan. Isn't it a crack in the universe caused by the TARDIS blowing up that can also, like, things can get through it from different parts of the universe that have been sucked in, like Prisoner Zero? So it's a portal and a... No, it's like time. so. It's the universe being ripped off and it's sucking stuff in and spitting it out at the um, same time. It's just getting chopped off in a hole. Also, together, as for Gallifrey, the time lords can probably just something like that. Uh, there was another thing I was going to say. Uh, it was something along the lines of me going into school in year four or five at this point. Um, five. Well, yeah, five for me. Yeah, five. Um, and and it was the first time I think ever people were coming up to me because I was. I was one of the very few Doctor Who fans in the school saying, what's going to happen next week? Do you know what's going to happen? Who's this? Who's this? And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. (laughs) And it was just really weird because it was like this thing that no one ever really talked to me about because it Mm. it wasn't... Doctor Who was big, but you'd struggle to find kids in a school that would talk about it and like it. Um, And I I just remember becoming like the Doctor Who fan in the school. And Until... just people coming up and asking me, like, why do the Daleks look different? Why do, why have they got a plunger and stuff like that? I was like, what is going on? What am, Have I entered a different, like, reality now? <laughs> am, I, am I cool now? What's happened? Um, we were just saying it was year five. It was year four for me, because I remember on World Book Day, I went in dressed <clears throat> as the 11th Doctor. My excuse, so did I! My excuse was that I had the official annual for 2010. I... <laughs> That's a it book. Was, um, I was it in was year been... seven in 2010. So, it was definitely year four right. because we're. The I've same still got thing. to say my number one. Yeah, your number one. Your if number you one. Do a number uh, one. My number one. Vincent and the Doctor. <sighs> this nearly made it. We should have done honourable mentions. Well, I've got a list of honourable. I have got a list of honourable mentions. If we, uh, we can I like list them one. off at the end if you want. Yeah, this was one of the honourable um, mentions. Go, go on then. Yeah, Vincent and the Doctor. Um, like even even. Just that final scene is one of the best things committed to television, in my opinion. What? That scene makes me cry. It it makes me cry as well, you know? (laughs) That is an uncredited Bill Nye. Bill Nye and the the athlete song, and and what's his... He's called... Who plays Vincent van Gogh? His performance... I don't know. It's It's just an amazing episode. Um, I just think it's good. Um, <laughs> the classic line. Yeah, I, the it's um, cast, I just. <laughs> said it's amazing way. how much he looks like. I mean, this is really important. How much he looks like uh, Vincent Van Gogh, and the, the absolute goal they have. Tony Curran, I believe. Tony Curran. Absolute goal they have to just like show the actual self-portrait of Vincent Van Gogh next to his face. Yeah, it's imagine great. being that cocky. <laughs> do, do you just remember um, a couple of years back they released a film about the life of Vincent Van Gogh, and it was animated in the style of his paintings. And I've never heard anyone talk about it ever. I've not heard of that. Just a proper weird masterpiece of animation. No one's ever seen or mentions. <laughs> seen it in a DVD shop the other week, and I was like, "Oh, blah, it exists." Cool. But yeah, did um, you do um, watch along for it this year? I did, yeah. That was a mad experience, that. When Matt Smith was like, I, I, I reckon Bill Nye is probably a future doctor. I was like, what? Don't <laughs> me, 
Matt Smith just says anything, doesn't he? Just loves um, it. Yeah, so this is it's also the only episode written by Richard Curtis as well. Of yeah. uh, Blackadder, is it? Love Actually fame. Yeah. Well, then, that, that's of, of, of classic different. British rom-com fame. Um, he did also write bits of Blackadder with Ben Elton. Ah, yeah, yeah, he... Yeah. Uh, but he's QI as well. He th- helps like that, I think. Uh, yeah, just, just just anything with um with uh, with John Lloyd. I love the um, the fact that the monster is not only invisible but mostly irrelevant to the story because it's a symbolism yeah. for you know for depression and, and sad. It's sad as well. It's a, it's a it tackles oh. mental issues so yes so carefully, but also mm-hmm. in in a way that only Doctor Who could ever do and get away with. Yeah. yeah, and it, it, took, it took me so long to understand, like an embarrassingly long amount of time to understand why it was only Vincent Van Gogh who could see the monster. I only figured it's, out on the watch along. Well, yeah, because it's a, a metaphor for his depression. It's, it's a monster yeah. that follows him everywhere, causing everyone around him pain. Uh, He's the only one who's able to see it. Like, you may have seen it, like, um... Life skills or PHSE, whatever the fuck your school called it, but it's a video by the World Health Organization called The Black Dog or something. And it's like, I've no, got a black dog that follows me round. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, how brilliant the set design is to replicate the paintings of the bedroom in the restaurant. Yes. Perfectly yeah. done. Um, mm-hmm. And also the the bit where he, he uses the scanner that he got off, like, I think he says he got it off an uncle or an auntie or something like that. Yeah. And he, he scans himself to test that it works, and it starts printing out a picture of William Hartnell, and then Patrick <laughs> Trout, and it's like oh, that's, that's just, that. I love that so much. I you know, love when they find like any opportunity to just get it, the other doctors' faces. That's in. how you do continuity. That's how you yeah, do. You don't you don't throw in a massive photo of the brigadier on the wall and go, "Do you remember the brigadier?" And it's like, okay, that's how you do it. You just show a little a little thing like that. That's just like, yeah, we know, but it's nice. Do you know what else is quite fit? quite sad this is is it the episode that it is isn't it the, the, the episode directly after what Rory dies yeah yeah oh the set of Vincent stuff is a sort of like love interest for Amy you can tell like she likes him and the ultimate and he's very flirty with her and it's it's just heartbreaking to watch her be like well there's, there's like, the so moment about it and like oh, her fiance has just died there's the moment where he turns to Amy and Vincent and goes, Amy, Rory, and then like runs off. And... Oh, yeah. Oh. That, that, they, they, they don't like hammer that home either. Like, they do it very, very discreetly, which is dead good. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Uh, Poor Rory. There's, there's, so much, there's so much good about this episode. Um, I think what, what often doesn't get talked about, because like, obviously the uh, song Chances by Athlete, at the end, fits perfectly. I do love Athlete, by the way. Um, who? The the band who wrote the song at the end. Uh, You're listening to it now. I'm listening to it right now. Oh, that's perfect. Fuck off, are, you? are you genuinely listening to oh, music when we record this? Yeah. Wow. Um, That'll be why you never record on your end, then. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you need... <laughs> If you, if you need an album to listen to, listen to uh, Vehicles and Animals by Athlete, because it's very good. Are they anyway, I think or? what doesn't get talked about enough with the music is um, the Vincent. I think called Vincent by Murray Gold. Probably. It's, it's a yeah, beautiful piece. That is a track. I don't know if it's the one you're on about, but that is a track. 
that exists. I think it's it's that one. Or it might be with love. Different show. It might be yeah. with love, Vincent. I can't. I can't oh, remember yeah, which yeah, one yeah, it is. Yeah, it might be that. No, yeah. there's one called Vincent, and there's one called with love, Vincent. So yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I, I can't remember which one of the two it is. Just listen to the whole soundtrack. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're they're like really beautiful pieces. Um, Murray Gold's pretty good, isn't he? He is pretty and good. I think I think that's everything I've got to say about this episode. Do you know what? I'm very surprised no one said Heaven Sent. I think I'm going to guess it was in all of our yeah. Uh, yeah. Honorable mentions. Did you did you say Daniel had a list of honorable mentions? Do you want to just throw some have, titles out? Just keep. Throwing I'll throw them out. yeah. So so some of them are we've mentioned. So there's School Reunion, Day of the Doctor, Christmas Carol, Haunting of <laughs> Villa Diodati, yeah. Turn Left, oh. Heaven Sent. Um, Pandora opens in the Big Bang. Oh, One of my favourite finales, I think. Mm. Uh, Silence in the Library, Forest of the Dead, uh, Human Nature, and the Family of Blood. Ah, oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> this might be controversial. Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone. No, that was no, that was my number seven or something like that. Almost. Was it? It was so close. Yeah, I, I don't think those two get enough love. Absolutely. Uh, Dalek, of course. Mummy and the Ocean Express. And then listen, tooth and claw, and under the lake before the flood. Do you know weirdly enough, my mate Matthew thinks tooth Matthew. and claw is the worst episode ever. Really? I've and I, I'd never heard anyone say that until I met them. I was like, get out! Never speak with you. I yet. think it's it's <sighs> the best it's um, standard episode of Doctor Who. I think. I think it's weird that do you know um, the opening with the monks that always mm. reminds me of Johnny English too. Um, two, <laughs> more, two more stories we haven't talked about that nearly made it onto my list Blink and Victory of, of the course. Daleks because I, yeah. I know it's stupid I know it should have been two parts yeah. but I love that so much what about you Cameron? Um, only one that I've got that's not been mentioned is Unquite Dead oh great yeah my uncle loved that episode when he watched yeah. it yeah wow. um, like one of the first proper back in time ones that we get, yeah. If yeah. not the first, and it's Adam. like as you Paul had said before, this is sort of like Nine's it's Christmas the first special time because... that the Doctor ever time travels in the show. Yeah, ever. Like he gets <laughs> never his Christmas before. special. He gets to see Charles Dickens at Christmas with ghosts, <laughs> and yeah, basically, Adam, it has one of the best, most underrated lines ever in it, where he like. Gives him a bit of criticism, and he he's like proper like, oh, I thought you were a fan, and he's like, oh, well, if you can't take criticism, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But um, um, let's not spend too long on it because, of course, it is an honourable mention. Yeah. Uh, have you got, have you got any any Paul? Yeah, mentioned Father's Day, Vincent and the Doctor, Heaven Sent, mm-hmm. The World and Off in Time, The Doctor Falls, It Takes You Away, Fugitive of the Jadoon, um, Rosa, Demons of the Punjab, Turn Left. Um, anything from series four, basically. Yeah. Um. So I I was making a tally actually as we were going along. Um, of who no, like of the, it's just good. <laughs> of like of uh, the amount of times like a single writer has appeared on this list. Oh yeah. Um. Interestingly, the only the only people who've appeared more than once are Stephen Moffat and Russell T Davis, and they're both on it five times. Five of their episodes appear on, and then every other writer: got Toby Whitehouse, Jamie Matheson, Chris Chibnall, Vinnie Patel, 
Neil Gaiman, uh, Robert Sheeran, and Richard Curtis, and another one, Neil Long, maybe? I've just got NL, I can't remember who that's referring to. Um, Neil Lehman. Yeah, they are... <laughs> Neil Lehman. He's, he's the guy who runs Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that Stephen Moffat and Russell Davis have so many... Because obviously, obviously they've written a lot of episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah. Well, Moffat, Moffat has written, written more episodes of Who than anyone else. Yeah. Um, I think 60% of the uh, things on my top five are Stephen Moffat. And on the long list I made before I shortened it down to these five honorable mentions, 85% of them were Stephen Moffat. That's mad. Damn. What, what's, uh, yeah, so what, what's the plan for next week then? Next so, week we're doing a news. Have before we get into on? next week, um, do feel free absolutely to comment below or, or send us your top five yourselves and we'll read them out. Um, if send us an messages. email. Send us an email. What's, what's the email? Shabocast at gmail.com. Yeah, well, because you, you simply have to be on email these days. I predict by the next episode, no one will have sent an email in. So we're going <laughs> to. I know, well, outro, but please, for the love of God, edit that out. Because that was, yeah, I will. That would have been painful <laughs> that to listen messy. to. That was messy. Yeah. So, right, with all so, of that being said... Thank you for listening. I think next so next week we're going to probably watch the pilot. We've also got a lot of news to talk about. Um, uh, yeah, do you... There's no guarantee that it'll be next straight? week. Because we're Hopefully still it'll be next figuring week. out how my new schedule is going to... Yeah, that is unfortunate. <laughs> Um, but um, yeah, it, it should be fine. Episodes will be a bit later and a bit all over the place. Yeah. They're not. We we used to have them out every Tuesday. Like we'd record what we used to record kind of Saturday, Sunday, edit on Monday, and then I'd have them out on Tuesday, like midday. Mm-hmm. They're probably gonna be all over the place now for yeah. for a week or so for, for a few episodes. Uh-huh. But whatever. We'll be uh, okay. Do you, you want to say how we can can get in contact with us? No, we said the email. Carrier pigeon. Uh, Carrier Pigeon. Nintendo uh, Picto Chat. I'm at Shinxy <laughs> underscore on Twitter. And uh, no one else is going to say that. I'm at Shinxy underscore on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, I'm at Shinxy underscore on Twitter. And Paul is at Liverpool. Paul is at Liverpool. <clears throat> and on that yeah. note, um, goodbye. And Thank as a whole, we are at the Shabocast on Twitter. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, someone that. will read it. Uh, and bye. also on Instagram again. Someone to to Sorry I'm that waving. the episode failed this. halfway through. This is going to be a long episode, isn't it? No, it'll be long to edit. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Goodbye. Goodbye now. Bye bye now. In the UK Scout Association, you're not allowed to just dig a trench in a actual scout campsite if you're doing wild camping it's a bit more lenient but they recommend you have a chemical toilet but you're not allowed to just dig a pit and shit in it